All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on into a very special edition of the Cinema Lords podcast. Our first of a three-part series, our Cobra Kai Season 5 Breakdown. I am super excited. I've been waiting to talk about this show for months now. Here with my boys. We're going to go around the table real quick before we dive into anything. On the ones and twos, the newest Cobra, the newest guy in the dojo, still diving in, season two. On the ones and twos for the first time, <laughs> Mr. Seth Rogers. You guys thought Los and I were just one-trick ponies, that those could just be behind the booth, we could be up front? Nah, we're not just one-trick ponies. Glad to be on the other side. Should be a good episode. As am I, I'm glad to be over here. It's a team game, baby. And then, you know him well, but now he's on this side of the table making his debut over here. First time, you guys know him as Mr. Kalos in the ones and twos, but tonight, he's Sensei Los. Sensei Los, you best not forget it. Let's go, baby. Making his debut, Los, happy to have you on this side of the table. You fall in line for Sensei Los, boy. Let's go. <laughs> Quiet! <laughs> we had a, uh, a big season five. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean... It's just, it's no matter what, it's always great to have Cobra Kai back. No yeah. matter what, it's just nice to have it back. And we didn't have a long wait, only nine months from the last season. Los, what would you think of the season? I thought it was pretty good. I'd honestly rank it towards the lower end in terms of overall seasons. But that being said, give me all the Cobra Kai content that you can give me because the more the better. It was still really good. It was an enjoyable season. It was funny more than anything in my opinion. I thought it was hilarious. So... Definitely a great season. I don't know about you. I don't disagree. I think that it was... Uh, I mean, every single season for Cobra Kai is a strike. I think this one was the same thing. I think it hit again. I would say that I kind of agree with you. I think as far as the other seasons go, I, I mean, I love them all. But I think I would probably put this one towards the lowest spectrum of them. But I think that it moved a lot of different characters, uh, in my book at least, up, up the spectrum a lot. Some guys that I wasn't the biggest fan of, now I'm starting to turn tides on. Some guys that I was just in the middle for me, now I'm a big, big fan of. So I still enjoyed this season a lot, even though I kind of agree it was on the lower end of the seasons for me overall. And the season, in my opinion, did a really good job uh, progressing certain storylines and really setting it up for the future seasons, which I thought they did a really good job doing. So. Absolutely. We heard after season four, which came in uh, the new year, we heard that the plans for season five and season six were already basically laid out in place. And we were going to let kind of almost Netflix take it from there. We're going to see if we have still have story to tell, if they want to pick it up. And it seems to me, I agree. It seems like season five, this was a big season as far as setting things up for what's to come later down the road and to keep this show going for a lot longer than just six. You think they're pushing like 10 seasons or... Let me tell you, man, this show, A, is a moneymaker, and the way that the story's being told, they do such a good job of bringing in new things. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll keep watching this show into season fucking 8, 9, 10, no problem. Yeah, as long as it doesn't play itself out, but right now, keep pumping it out. I agree. I mean, the storytelling's really, really, really good. The fighting's obviously always awesome, and they just keep finding new ways to just keep it relevant. They do, in my opinion, the best job of any show of introducing new characters. Shows are always trying to find, you know what I mean? It's always hard to introduce somebody new when you've already got attachment to all these people that you've already met for so long. This show, like no other, I feel like. You get a new character in and you're just like hooked right away. It's awesome. Um, but who I your, guess... Who are some of your favorite characters? I mean, for me, obviously, you know, my boy is Hawk. Hawk's my guy. I love Johnny. I love Miguel. That's my trifecta of characters right there. Pretty much in that aura. 
Tori's right behind him, though. Tori's my girl. I love her. I don't know if it's just because she hates LaRusso's daughter as much as I do. That could probably help the relationship a little bit because, God, I hate that girl more than a lot of characters on TV. Yeah, she's the worst. She I got to say, worst. two seasons into, like, just starting season two from episode uh, first season, yeah, she was not enjoyable to deal with. Oh, it doesn't get any better, so. Like, very whiny and just, yeah, not wasn't a fan of her in season one, got to be honest. I think that there's a lot of mixed opinions on, not mixed opinions, but characters vary between fans. I think that almost all the fans can unanimously agree that Sam LaRusso is the worst yeah, she's the worst. Oh my god, my name's Sam LaRusso. My life stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad for me. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of fun this season. I let's We want to dive into it. We're going to be covering the first three episodes tonight of the season. That's how we decided to break it down. Like I said, this is going to be the first of a three-part series. So we decided to do uh, the first three tonight. So we're going to do four, five, six, and seven together in a four-parter. And then we're going to do eight, nine, and ten. The trilogy and a little three-parter to close it out. But three episodes to dive into. A good start to the season, I thought, for sure. We yeah. picked up exactly where we left off from season four, which I guess we can dive into that a little bit with Fresh Off Season 4. We got the uh, Fresh Off the All-Valley, which was big stakes. Big stakes All-Valley. The, the winning dojo gets to stay. The other dojo's got to bounce. Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang team up against Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is too much, though. Even though my boy Hawk, All-Valley champion, baby. Let me get rid of the camera there. All-Valley <laughs> champion. Hawk got the job done. It wasn't enough. Cobra Kai still came out on top. So Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang got a closed down shop. Or so it seems, at least. Uh, what do we got? Chosen gets gets introduced right at the very, very end, at, our, at the end of our last season there. Daniel Sun's calling in the recruitments. He's pulling what Cobra Kai's been doing. They've been calling in favors. Now it's time for you know Team Miyagi-Do to call in some favors. They're bringing Chosen in. I don't know if you mentioned Tori, but Tori also... Tori all, all yep. Tori all Valley. First champion. time they split it off into a men's and a women's divisions. That's right. Yep, they switched up the All Valley for the first time. Three part competition: skills, males and females. Like I said, Cobra Kai got the job done. Went in two of the three legs. Tori All Valley champion, but we know that she also won in a little bit of a dispute. She found out right at the end there that uh, Terry Silva was doing a little paying off of the referees, pulling a little FIFA move there, pulling off the refs to get the job done. So we got to see where Tori's head's going to be at entering this season. You know what I mean? She thought. Is she anything was sacred with that stuff? We're even pulling that stuff off in in MMA. Like hey, right? Money like, talks, baby. Money talks. All valley, hey. Battle for the valley. Whatever. Cobra, you, you know what I mean? Top, it's win or go home for these guys. It's all or nothing. Nothing sacred. But like I said, we pick up basically right where we left off. This is going to be a nice, uh, a nice summer season. The kids are out of school. They're entering for the most part. They're all for the most part. All of our kids are entering their senior year, so this is going to be their last shot at the All Valley. But like we said, things are going to open up. But we start off summer vacation. We open up at the. Uh, we actually open up with a very cool Cobra Kai commercial. Yeah, basically. yeah, I thought the commercial was pretty cool. Yeah, very. I mean, let me tell you, if I was in the valley, I would have been sold. If I wasn't already in a dojo at this point. Seen all that equipment. I see some freaking pina coladas basically flowing there. It seems like a good time. I would join. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, pretty well productive uh, commercial, in my opinion. Too. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> you almost had me ready to join Cobra Kai. Hey man, it's never too late, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's still young. Twenty nine years young. It's never too late to join karate. Let's go. You know what I mean? What am I talking about? I'm a sensei. <laughs> uh, but from the commercial, we go to the Larusso household, 
And I don't know about you, man, but I thought for sure that this is Daniel LaRusso swimming in the goddamn pool. It turns out it's not. Chosen hops out of the pool for a little morning swim. Cheeks flowing, letting it all hang out, having hog, a good time. Hog out for, for Amanda, son. <laughs> yeah, Amanda walks in. She's like, what the fuck is going on in my house? Which, <laughs> let me tell you, right off the top, Amanda LaRusso is by far and away my favorite LaRusso. Oh, yeah. Hands down. I, I don't like There's the, no competition. I don't hate Daniel Sun by any means. I, I love like, I love the Karate Kid movies and all that. Daniel Sun in this show, not my favorite character. But Amanda, Amanda's a gangster. I yeah. love Amanda. She don't take no shit. But basically, she heads in after seeing freaking, like I said, Chosen letting it all hang out. Chosen's back in America. He's living with the LaRussos. He's feeling free. He's treating this place like his own little personal spa. Going for a morning swim, letting the morning glory flow. Amanda's not loving it. She has another talk with LaRusso, and she is in the same predicament we've seen her in a few times. Like, God damn it, Daniel. Your freaking karate background's getting us into more shit. Yeah, that was my big takeaway from that scene was that their relationship is definitely heading into a rocky point because she is not happy. And like you said, it's been it's been seasons now where she's yep. just been dealing with this crap. So and we thought so it was at the end now. Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be win or go yeah. home. This yeah. was supposed to be the That's settlement. what she was promised. She was promised it was going to come to an end one way or another, and here we are, and it's completely opposite we're calling in you know back help from friggin okinawa you know yeah, what I japanese mean? assassins well i mean what are we doing to this seems like it's getting more and more and more extreme but like you said relationships on the rocks we'll see how it goes we jumped to mexico which we actually didn't mention that as we left season four miguel leaves the all valley and he's gonna go find his faja for the first time he's gonna go head down to mexico and try to find his dad um so we see that he finally has arrived. He's, he's downtown. He's in the city. He doesn't know where he's headed. He bumps into a, a couple of Australians, a couple of Aussies, mate. And uh, they decide to, you know, at first it seems like they're trying to help him out, lend, lend him some knowledge, show him the way. Turns out they're pulling a heist on him, trying to pull a fast one. They steal his bag, take all of his money for all he's got. Miguel just lays down. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I thought he was about to kick some ass in that scene. Me too. I couldn't. I, I thought we were like, all right, here we go. We're just starting the season off. We're already getting into some karate. Miguel's going to mess these Aussies up. But I guess there was four or five of them, full-grown men. He's still just, you know, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Wasn't ready to take on four or five really just got there too, so I get it. You true. Know. Yeah, it's true. Good point. Just got the Mexico. Doesn't want to cause too much of a disturbance. You don't want to go to jail in Mexico, man. You no, know what I mean? That sounds terrible. No, 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 no. You don't want to go to jail down there. Probably don't want to fight two Aussies either. Can't imagine that would pan out very well. Oh, it was like uh, it was like four or five. I think it was three. I think it was three. three. Yeah, at least three. I thought Rupa. it was like four or five. Rupa kangaroos. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess with them. Yeah, no, but full grown men, like I said, you know what I mean. Still a kid, even though he's got some karate skills. He decides, you know what? I'm just going to pay these guys off. But then we quickly find out he's not the only one that's traveled down to Mexico. That's very true. That's right, baby. Johnny is come to find his boy, but he didn't come alone. He brought his other boy. He's down there with Robbie. And Robbie's not exactly sure why they're there yet. He thinks he's like, you know, we just here on a, a little fucking father-daughter trip. What are we doing here? What's going on here? I say father-daughter because, as you guys will learn to realize quickly, I'm not a big fan of the hair. I call him the hair. Robbie's the hair. It's always good for us that. Robbie Keem. Those luscious locks. But uh, It's all about the hair. Johnny comes out. Very funny scene here. Johnny, I, Every scene with Johnny early off, I, I always loved Johnny. Like I said, one of my favorite characters. Hysterical all the time. Comes out with a bag of Mexican candy. Mexican Coke. I, I think it's just Coke here, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. Comes out with a little fucking cat for Robbie. And then uh, two awesome shirts. 
FBI, but not the FBI, I think, female body investigators. Great. Everything that Johnny does this entire season is just hilarious. Like, yeah. I, I noticed it watching the season. Just every scene with him is funny. He also, in this uh, moment, he bought the prepaid phone. He thought that for whatever reason, that minute somehow converted just like money does, and thought that 30 minutes in prepaid for Mexican would actually convert to like 120 minutes American. Yeah, like, yeah I got, I got, I got <laughs> 60 minutos. <laughs> so perfect. Robbie just shrugs him off like, yeah, that's, that's not exactly how this whole thing works. But the shirts, like I said, I thought were hysterical. Just so Johnny. Like, I, I know as soon as he saw those, he was like, gotta have that shirt. Yeah. And little do you know the shirts play a factor. Uh, oh, yeah, episodes. yeah. Yep, Cobra Kai's great at that. They always plant little seeds. They're always, they're always one step ahead. Um, but we go from there to a very... I was shocked. I couldn't believe this, this scene that we went to next. We went to the Miyagi-Do dojo and I thought for sure that even though Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang lost the All Valley at the end of season 4 and they were supposed to be closing down shop I thought for sure that I mean Daniel said it himself he said why you know pay respect to a bet to men that have no respect you know what I mean I thought for sure they were going to keep things rolling apparently not he actually closes down the dojo tells the kids sorry guys we lost the bet Miyagi-Do is done I was was, shocked I was shocked by that too because Daniel Sun never fights. I mean, never never quits. I mean, so it was interesting to see that uh, he was calling it quits, but he's holding true to his word. That's what he said he was going to do. He is a man of honor, unlike unlike the other that guys. That is true. So. Miyagi taught him as much to yeah. be a man of honor. You know what I mean? It was just kind of surprising for me for him to go so fast, especially when he just called in chosen. What the hell do we call chosen in for? You know what I mean? But I guess we're going to find out soon enough. We go to uh, back to Mexico, back down across the border, and Miguel's going to do. This thing where he's going to just start thinking that any person that's named Hector is his dad, which is very strange to me. But here we go. Playing the lottery. First guy he hears about Mexican convenience store. He hears the name Hector. His ears shot up like a dog. And he's like, got to be my dad. I love how the guy's like an absolute gangster, too. And he's just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be my father. <laughs> I mean, I know like he knows his dad's a bad guy and stuff. But you get to this friggin'. Basically, like this guy looks like he's like a drug lord. You know what I mean? He's sitting at the head of the table. He's got all of his goons and assassins tatted got, up. Yeah, tatted up. He's got a he's got a doorman. Which I mean, if you have a doorman, that's kind of you know shit's going down. If you got a doorman, and this guy, he's like, oh yeah, it's got to be my dad, just because his name's Hector. Turns out, not so much. Ends up fucking finding his balls a bit though. Messes up the doorman. The doorman yeah. tries to escort him out. Puts his hand on him. Bang. Puts him down real quick. Yeah. Finally found a little bit of those balls that we thought he was going to have. We know he's tough. But the guy, he thinks his father is like, hey, buddy, I'm not the guy you're looking for. So if you don't yeah. get out of here, all these other guys, they're going to fuck you up. right? Damn now. right. There's enough of them. Not, you know what I mean? I don't care how many tricks you got in the bag. Yeah. We got enough guys here. We're going to take you down. So Miguel finally is like, all right, you know, I accept that. I guess you should just said as much. But like I said, dude, just because you hear a guy's name is Hector doesn't mean it's going to be a dad. I mean, it's going to be like a common name down there, I'm sure. It's like you tell me there's multiple people in Mexico named Hector? Exactly. <laughs> wow, what a, what a crazy thought It's like that John is. up here. Yeah, yeah let me narrow my search down in Portugal to Juan. Yeah, something like that. Like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So uh, we stay, you know, south of the border. We go back to Robbie and Johnny. They, you know, Robbie now knows that we're here for Miguel. He's a little annoyed. Johnny basically says, "Hey, if you want to go home, then so be it." Yeah, I'd be annoyed if I was Robbie too. He's got no attention from his father his entire life, and then he gets sold that he's going on this father-son bonding trip. Go to Mexico. 
and then and then he's you know we're five hours in the trip and he's like actually I'm here to get Miguel he's yeah. like my 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 illegitimate son from the women that I'm having <laughs> sexual relations with this scene was funny though to me uh, Robbie mentioned some he mentioned do you have a plan and that's when Johnny's like yeah we'll uh, you know we'll ask around and then if that doesn't work we'll just check the Mexican phone books for Hector Salazar believe it <laughs> yeah yeah. He was gonna. That's all. That's what we're gonna do. I think Robbie suggests put his name on a milk card, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Robbie asked, "Do we still?" Uh, not Robbie. Uh, Johnny mm-hmm. asked, "Do we still do that?" We still do that. <laughs> <laughs> a good back and forth banter, though. Just the first time seeing really like Johnny and Robbie on screen together, actually kind of like conversing in a manner that's not for like two seconds in the same fashion. You know what yeah. I mean? It's always the same like awkwardness. Like, oh hey, how you doing, son? Like, what's up, dude? But now it's actually them kind of actually bonding, having an experience together. Yeah. First I think the them. I think the common hatred for Cobra Kai might be uh, bringing them together a little bit. You know, might be, might be. Uh, turns out they're gonna end up crashing. Car goes off road. Um, from there we go to uh, Johnny and Chosen. I mean Johnny and Chosen, Daniel and Chosen. I'm sorry. Uh, they're getting they're getting their plans ready. Daniel's kind of telling Chosen. A little bit about the situation that's been going on here in America, what's been going on in the Valley, what they're up against, Terry Silva, how his style of karate goes, and Chosen is ready to go. He has his twin size, his little Raphael blades from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He pulls him out of his jacket. He, he traveled ready to go, and he showed Danielson that he is ready for a war, man. He came here to fight, and I'm ready for it. No, Chosen brings the energy in this season for sure. I couldn't agree more. If I was my biggest takeaway from this season, I think entirely was Chosen. Chosen, MV Chosen to me. Yeah. Great season for the guy. Great character. And it leads back to what you said earlier too, is that the the show does a great job of introducing new characters and this is another example of that. Not necessarily that he's yep. new because he was from the previous uh, franchise. Yep. In but. Karate Kid 2 and then in, in Season 3. But I think that fans really, really liked what they did in Season 3 a lot and they were just like, all right, Chosen was a well-liked character. They liked what we did with him. They kind of did that revenge story. He teaches Dan or some some stuff in season three and they were like yeah give us more the chosen the chosen one yeah (laughs) um but basically chosen kind of says you know hey i don't care about how bad terry silva is this guy needs to be worried about me yeah i'm the man to be worried about i'm the alpha around here that's right and i right there i was like already i was like all right you know what this is gonna be a big season for chosen then it was in that moment where i was just like I think we're in for a big season for our boy here. Like I said, MVP of the season. And I think that was the first moment for him. Uh, we go from there back to Mexico. Miguel, poor guy. He's going to call his absolutely dreadful human of a girlfriend. Oh, Sam LaRusso. The worst. He's going to the talk worst. to her for the first <laughs> going to talk to her for the first time since, you know, basically leaving her at the All Valley, which he you know, he said good luck to her and stuff like that. Just kind of bailed in and watched the match. But sure enough, what does Sam LaRusso do? The, the kid's like, hey, I'm down in Mexico. I'm by myself. I'm trying to find my dad. I'm trying to find a needle in a haystack. And what does Sam LaRusso do? She turns it about all about her like she yeah. always does. Yeah, well, she does every single time. She makes it all about herself. You know, your boyfriend is down trying to meet his biological father that he's never met in his life and just recently found out about and no support whatsoever just makes it all about herself sam larusso is a disgusting vile human being and i don't like her 
could not possibly agree more. <laughs> and Miguel basically kind of says as much to her, basically, to be honest. He's pretty pissed off by the whole conversation. He ends up basically, like, hanging up on her. But, like I was saying before, he thinks every Hector is his dad. He's 0 for 1 now while he's on the phone. There's just a guy throwing a bag of trash into a dumpster who happens to be named Hector. And what does he think? Gotta be my dad. Yeah, it's gotta be my father. I gotta Hank. say, from an outside standpoint, this is a fucking dumb strategy to try to find your dad. <laughs> from what I've listened to, so it hasn't far. been great. It's a this wild a, move. Yeah, this is a nobody dumb said Miguel's the smartest so guy. I gotta be he's nice. That's true. That's true. I mean, he is. He does show a lot of knowledge. He teaches Johnny a lot. But as far as this strategy goes, I think he was really just living in the moment and just kind of. Didn't have much of a plan. He just shot down to Mexico. He knew what town his dad might really? be in. He's just looking for a guy named Hector, man. Tough go. But we'll see if he goes, uh, maybe his second go. He ends up following him. We'll see how it goes. We have a nice little hot to hot between Johnny and Robbie. Johnny kind of says that he knows that he messed up with you, with, with, with Robbie. I'm sorry. Johnny, me- you know, he messed up with Robbie. And. It's almost too late to re really to, to fix that. We're already so past that. Miguel's a newer kid in his life, and he just messed up there, but there's still time for him to fix that. And as much as I hate to say it, Robbie looks at him like he really accepts that. And he gets it. And I was like, well, what the fuck is going on here? I don't like this right out of the gate. Why is Robbie being so understanding? He's usually very temperamental and on God and doesn't like to be second bested and stuff like that. I think Robbie's just been beaten down so much he's just got nothing to fight for anymore. Is it that or is he grown? Yeah, maybe he's grown. I don't know, man. I I hate to even be the one to be the defender, but... Very true. He does seem more mature than his father on this trip. He seems like he's laughing at his own dad's uh, strategy here oh, in terms yeah, of finding yeah. the guy. It doesn't take much to be more mature than John. <laughs> true. But like I was saying, it, it really does almost pay me to say it. I'm not a Robbie fan, but what a good opening episode for for Robbie. And really a great season for Robbie. I love it. Scott's God, rising. It, it really hurts me to say that. But like I said, he's very understanding. It's a good hot to hot. He has a, a nice little conversation, Johnny does, with Common on the phone. And then we go to a little bit of uh, a little research, investigation, some little, uh, what do you call it, a little hot spy action from LaRusso and Chosen. They're sneaking out on Cobra Kai. They're outside in one of their newest dojos. They're taking a look at Terry Silva. And Chosen, upon seeing Terry Silva for the first time, watching him in action, seeing him train some of his students... Goes, oh, fuck. I know this style. And Daniel's taken aback. He's like, what you mean? He's like, this is Kim Sung Young. I know this style. The Kim Sung Young. Yeah, damn right. And he's right away. He's a little little razzled by it, kind of. John Daniel's like, what the hell? I thought this guy was fake. I thought he was just someone that Terry made up just to kind of buy me off. But turns out he's a real guy. And like I said, Chosen's a little bit uh, worried about it. He shows Daniel's son his, his actual technique. No honor, no mercy. Uh, a lot of deception. He says that, you know, whatever plan we do, if it's any anything right in front of them, any plans like that, Terry's going to see it coming. We're going to move right around it. That's their whole style. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting to me. I, I liked that scene a lot. It, like I said, it, it validated Terry Silva's character a little bit, showed that he wasn't just trained by schmucks. He's actually got a real master over there. Yeah, Sensei was ruthless. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, like I said, uh, Chosen shows him, freaking gives him a chudo chop right to the throat. 
Russo's like, dude, you couldn't just show me? You mean, just told me? Like, no, no, that's not as good as just showing you. You know what I mean? I'm going to show you the little fucking bang bang. Based off of deception, no honor. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but, like I said, very, very interesting scene just because now Kim Sung Young's an actual character. It's not just someone that we've heard about in the Karate Kid 3 movie. Now he's actually like a person. We have his style really shown out there. It's interesting. Um, Miguel is going to be creeping on his second possible inspector of a dad, chasing him down, watching him there in uh, downtown. And uh, he sees that he's got a family now. He's got a wife, or a, a girl at least, and they have a kid. And Miguel's you know, chasing after him. Plays a little soccer with the kid for a second. And then ends up saving the kid's life. Pulls him out of the street before he gets hit by a car. Saves his possible brother. He doesn't know yet if it is or not. Saves his brother from a possible car accident, basically. And uh, gets invited to dinner. Seems like dad's a good guy. We were told that he was supposed to be this gangster mafioso, if it is him. But if this yeah. is him... They're playing like up this Hector uh, character as a much more possible match to be Miguel's father. Because the first guy the first he meets one. was a gangster. This guy's yeah. very soft-spoken, very yeah. well-put-together, well-mannered, very polite. Seems like an intelligent guy with a with a good demeanor. So yeah. it seems much more of like a match to be Miguel's father. Yeah, like I said too, he's watching him through the whole little village and stuff like that. It's almost like a longer scene, so it does seem like you're right. Yeah, like this is probably a more realistic guy than that first option that was just in the back of a convenience store. But like I said, gets invited to dinner, but seems like a good dude. You know what I mean? Like we were told, that's kind of for me that'd be a little bit of a red flag because Miguel was told by his mom that this guy's supposed to be kind of a bad dude. And this guy seems pretty cool. You know very true. I mean? Looking very cleaned up. Nice shirt. Got it all flowing. Looks like he's in a Portuguese soap opera. Yeah. His wife got the senorita flowing. I mean, it looks like a good time. I watched plenty of freaking Portuguese soap operas going up in my vovel. I know what those guys look like. Got the slick back hair. Nice tight mustache. You know what they say, though. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's true. They do say that. Uh, and then from there, we go. We stay, like I said, south of the border again. We go to Johnny and Robbie again. And this was a big scene for me as a Robbie hater, boy. Robbie really started to turn that page to somebody I might like. Because we start off, Johnny's like, hey, if you don't want to be here, I kind of shanghai you into this whole trip. You're not friends with Miguel. I'll buy you a bus ticket home. Damn right. I'll give you the money. Here you go. See you later. And Robbie... Doesn't say anything, but he's got a little look in his eye like, mm, I think I'm going to chill around. Johnny says, I'm going to go talk to these guys that I heard Miguel was talking to. Sure enough, the same Aussies. They try to pull the same one-two fast one on Johnny. Next thing you know, Johnny's looking down the barrel of a couple of Aussies. And who comes to his aid? We have the first son-father karate fucking mash mix-up. Johnny and Robbie kick some ass. Yeah, they lay the scene. fight. Awesome scene. I think it's what the first time so far in Cobra Kai they fought together against Definitely. the same enemy. Yeah, they fought each other. Yeah, yeah. we saw yeah. that. Well, Johnny didn't really want to fight him. You know what I mean? He kind of was just blocking, but ended up knocking him out by accident anyway. But yeah, definitely the first time that they ever fought together. If you want to close that, you can by all means close that. We have a bunch of karate kids. Damn kids out on the street. Yeah, practicing for the next All Valley tournament. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely the first time that Johnny and Robbie are going to team up. And they are going to kick the crap out of these Aussies guys trying to pull a fast one. Oh, yeah. Smoked them. Get a little revenge for Miguel. And honestly, I was kind of like, you know, like you said, I was a little disappointed with Miguel at that first scene that he didn't want to take these guys on. But yeah. 
after looking at the fight that they put up, I was like, you know what? Probably best Miguel didn't take that on by yeah, himself. They followed it up perfect for Robbie and Johnny to kick some ass. That's for sure. They sure did, yeah. Because they definitely whipped some ass. Robbie throws a straight WWF Attitude Era launch missile drop kick, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. But they laid the wood for sure. And uh, basically, Robbie's, you know... Robbie's being cool. I don't know how else to say it, but Robbie's stock is absolutely rising. He says to Johnny that I'm not taking the bus ride home. I'm sticking around with you. I'm going to help you find Miguel. Let's bring Miguel home. He goes, I want to truly help, which I think is different from him being with Cobra Kai and... Yeah, he wants uh, to make up not with just his dad, but he also said he wants to make up with Miguel. Yeah, which I find astounding because nobody has been screwed over in their life in this particular show more than Robbie Keane. So the fact that he's trying to take the high road and saying that he wants to help and amend Bridges, I find it remarkable. Absolutely. But if there is one person that really hasn't done necessarily actually up front, like backstabbing much to him, it would be Miguel. And he did literally almost paralyze him. Or possibly yeah, kill him. Very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? He may, he may have done that. You know what I'm saying? If there was one guy that he actually owes a little bit of slack to, it's Miguel. And it seems like he realizes that. You know, he yeah. says that he wants to make up for that. So, good on Robbie. A great episode for Robbie, as much as I hate to say it. I, I got to be honest. Los has been, from the very jump, I know we're on season five now. We haven't been able to cover all these previous seasons. But from Jump Street... Los has been on Team Robbie. Day one, him. ride or die, Robbie Keen the hair. It pains me to say, uh, as one of his biggest you know, <laughs> haters, I hate to say it, but what a great episode for Robbie. Oh, man. And I'm I'm buying some stock. If there's any stock available, I'm going to try to get what I can on him. I'm going to try to buy some stock. I came for the hair, and I stayed for him getting screwed over season after season. Question yeah. is, Los, are you allowing him on the bandwagon, or are you, uh, is, is there room for more? I don't know if I want to even be on the Yeah, I don't want Nick on the band. I don't even know if I want to be on the Yeah, I'm still deciding. It's like, hold on. Yeah, hold on. I'm still deciding. It was a really good episode. I ain't going to lie. It was a real, real, real good episode. Nick said some vile things about the hair. I don't like the hair. I don't like the hair. I'm not going to lie. I don't like the hair. But I I can come around. I can come around on anybody, especially with these writers. They can fix anybody. That's the best thing about this show is that absolutely nobody is all the way good or all the way bad. Every just like people, everyone's got their little flaws. Everyone's got their bad day. You know what I mean? That's what makes this show so great, in my opinion. Um, but we end the we end the episode with a with an awesome awesome scene. We go to the Cobra Kai dojo. Terry Silva's giving a little monologue. We're trying to figure out who he's talking to. It doesn't sound like he's talking to his students. Turns out he's not. He's talking to all of like the basically the senseis that you see from the other dojos in the All Valley tournaments. He's brought them all into Cobra Kai. He's looking to hire some new senseis to try and train up his students because obviously the Cobra Kai expansion's happening. We're popping up new places all over. We need more senseis. But we find out we got a rogue warrior in our midst who snuck in. MVP chosen. The Japanese chosen assassin. Snuck in. That's right, like an assassin. He snuck right in, and he's one of the oh, yeah. uh, one of the senseis yeah. looking for a job. Yeah, yeah, they're all bidding for a job. So awesome closing See how it goes. Scenes. Chosen absolutely killed that episode. I thought he was hilarious from the jump. You know, opening scene of him at the pool throughout the whole episode, he was hilarious. So great I way to start the season. Couldn't agree more. I was always uh, obviously like you know Karate Kid two. He doesn't his character kind of you know very one dimensional. You know. Just a bad guy, very asshole. Don't do anything with him. But as soon as we brought him into season three, we saw the little redemption arc already starting. You know what I mean? Show what we can do as an actor. How he's very funny. He, you know, he just put some jokes on the Russo. 
and now we're going to really give him a real season, a real season to thrive. It looks like yeah. just based off of this first episode. Yeah, he's going to be a major player going forward. Yep, he absolutely is. Well, like we said, great, great first episode. I was hooked right away. I was. It felt good to be back. It was almost no time, nine months, but it felt so, so good to dive right back in. I mean, the fact that they pump these seasons out so fast is awesome. But I would say leaving that first episode, right away we kind of get the vibe that this season is going to be very summer orchestrated. It's not going to, you know, we're not going to... Season six is probably going to we're going to be we're going to be in the school year, yeah. the All Valley, all that good stuff. Like you said, we literally we really pick up right where we left off at yep. the end of season four. So All Valley just took place. If you're thinking it from the logical standpoint, probably not going to get another All Valley this season. But we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Amanda Larusso actually mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. It's kind of like open season now because you know now it's 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 summer. These kids got no classes. They can go out and do whatever they want. There's no parental supervision, really. You know what I mean? And Cobra Kai is basically open season. You know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. But we go into episode two, Mole, which I thought was kind of funny because it wasn't just mole. It was a little parenthesis over the E, kind of adding a little Mexican vibe yeah, to it. A little it. Mexican flair to it. Mole. <laughs> but we know who the mole, obviously, is from where we left off. Chosen's obviously the inside guy. And we open up in 1972 with a little flashback scene to Okinawa, which right away I was kind of thinking of the, the crease flashbacks from the previous season. And I was like, all right, cool. I love these little these little flashbacks. But we look like we got some intense, intense karate training going on. These guys are just fucking stabbing the shit out of fucking sand, which I imagine is not soft at all. It's got to be hard as shit. Yeah, you can see that the sand had a little bit of red tinge to it, too, so they were clearly bleeding yep. you know, from their hands while they were doing it. Yeah, can't brutal, be fun. Brutal training. You'll notice that all the uh, all the, the geese have the golden fist, which is, you know, the the strike hard, strike first, no mercy style, the way of the fist. It's the, the simi- uh, similar logo. But we find out that we are with Chosen, child chosen though and here he is he's training under his uncle who was trained in the way of the fist just like terry silver and crease were and he is even though he's a chin he's stabbing into that sand or so we think turns out he's got a little pillow under there trying to brace the fall cheating sensei realizes it calls him a coward says this is who you are chosen throws it on the ground and i was shocked but what does chosen do Picks the pillow back up, shoves it back in the sand, and keeps on stabbing the it pillow. Just goes to show he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, very, <laughs> very different child chosen from who we know is. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Very different. Uh, he's gonna have a big, a big, you know, circular movement there because that's not who he is. He's definitely uh, intensified. He, he doesn't look for the way out no more. But I thought that was a cool, like I said, cool flashback scene. I like the flashbacks in this show. Yeah, I love the crease flashbacks. Yeah. I thought those were awesome. So I'm all good with all those. Cool way to open up the episode, you know. Definitely, definitely. Um, so we go back, Cobra Kai. We go to Silva. He, he's basically saying that your job interview for these senseis is going to be working with the students. Let's see how you work with the kids. And what does Chosen do right away? He grabs Tori instantaneously and starts seeing what she's got. And Tori, who entered this meeting late, she enters it without her trophy. So she hasn't brought a trophy to the dojo yet, which normally, you know, if you win a trophy for your dojo, you want to have that thing out on a, you know, on a pedestal for all to see, show who we are as a dojo. 
It seems like she's already right away the first thing that we see of Tori having second thoughts, knowing that Cobra Kai might have bought that tournament off. Yeah, absolutely. She's uh she's pretty pissed off, you can tell. Crease is gone, you know, Crease has been arrested due to Terry Silva's working, you know what I mean? Crease is out, he's in jail. So they had a tight relationship. He helped her, you know, in a dark time when she wasn't sure if she was gonna even be able to return to the dojo. Now she knows that Terry Silva paid off. She's showing up late. She ain't bringing her a trophy. Kind of seems like right out of the gate. She's like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore, which I found very interesting. But Chosen has a good little scene with her. He kind of uh, teaches her up a little bit, teaches her mind a little bit. She ends up showing off some good stuff. And then uh, Terry Silva is so interested, he ends up inviting uh, Chosen to dinner. Yeah, my main takeaway from this scene, I loved the connection between Chosen and Tori. I I wanted more of that to be honest with you, because because he was teaching her little life lessons, and she seemed to be buying into it. Yeah, she was like nodding yeah. along. Yeah, and that's what she needs, honestly, more than anything. She needs a she needs a mentor in her life, and a Chosen. I feel like he's a badass dude. I feel like them two would be a pretty good combination together. I definitely want to see more of that. I think that's a good call. I never really thought about the two of them together, but I think that's a good idea. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that Tori's already a badass fighter. I don't think she so much needs the karate. Karate sensei. I think she needs more of the wisdom sensei. Yeah, wisdom and the discipline and stuff like that. You know, which what hasn't she been to yet? Miyagi Do. Exactly. Which is kind of what they focus on. You know what I mean? So it, it almost seems like it's just a matter of time. All these other kids have been making their way through all the dojos. They've all been here, there, everywhere except for Tori. She's been strictly at Cobra Kai. But like you said, seems like she's buying into it. You know what I mean? Um. So we go from there. Uh, Johnny's car. <laughs> is getting impounded it looks like he's uh, completely unaware of what the guy's asking him <laughs> he's trying he's to zero it. spanish <laughs> in mexico didn't work out too well for him thinks the guy's asking about his paint job for his car at yeah, first sick, sick decals i know <laughs> i know bro sick decals then yeah. basically is asking him if he just wants to be bite off you need maze you need money you want pesos the guy's like nah bro like i don't want money i want you to move your fucking car johnny basically gets fed up trying to walk away Robbie trying to give him advice, which, I mean, we've obviously seen. Robbie's already got some, you know, back background with the law and stuff like that. He's a little bit of a, an outlaw. But uh, the car ends up getting impounded, <laughs> which is very funny. I thought they're chasing after it. Johnny runs for like two seconds. But I thought it was a pretty funny scene. Uh, we go to make me stay south of the border. Miguel goes to, uh, we're now at his possible dad's house. Uh, nice house, might I add. Yeah, definitely. I, I was curious to see where they were going, but this guy's got a pretty nice crib in Mexico, so definitely. I was pretty impressed. They got a little pool outside, beautiful kitchen that they're hanging out in. Yeah, yeah. He dresses the pot, too. Dresses the pot, has the house. And uh, he Miguel basically pretty quickly finds out after a little bit of conversing that, sure enough, this is, in fact, his dad. He was in Ecuador. He had a wife for a short time. Things didn't work out. They left. And sure enough, he found his dad. And the way that they spin the scene too, they make it very like uh, sorrowful. Like he was, he was almost broken up about him yep. having to. I mean, about about his his fiance leaving him. Or, yep. or nothing like what the mom's. Wife, yeah. Nothing like what the mom's made it out to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so he, he he played it off very much so that you know his heart was broken in this, and you know yep. he, it was the love of his life, and you know she she left him. So absolutely, still playing the absolute opposite of what his mom said. Yeah. Very interesting, you know what I mean. It seems like this guy is seems like a pretty good dude. Yeah, either he seems like a pretty nice guy. 
So it seems definitely like it could be possibly Miguel's father. It's just coincidental they both have a, a nice demeanor. So, And then he basically ends the scene. He says, Miguel, let's go out for a night on the town. Yeah. You're only in Mexico. He found out that he's from America, so he knows he's only here visiting. You know what I mean? He says, hey, you need some stories? Let's go out on the town. I'll show yeah, you a good night. You can't leave Mexico without a few good stories, you know? That's right. And Miguel's like, all right, let's do it. Not not dad, but, you know, all right, let's do it, Hector. Let's Pour go. some tequila. Let's go, baby. Yep. Um. So we go to oh, we go to the pepper eating contest. Yeah, need some money for the van. Van got towed. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna win a chili hot pepper chili eating contest. Awesome, great scene. Very Cobra Kai esque, I would say. Very just like all right, let's have some fun. You know what I mean? Let's get the money. Only one way to do it. Johnny's like, all right, like if you see me fucking getting ready to puke, like make sure I don't fucking puke. And Robbie's like, no, 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 no. Dad, get out of here. Stock's rising. I got this. I know I can win this. And again, like you said, stock's rising, man. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, Robbie. He seems like he had some background in this. His mom and uh, him and his mom used to watch, like, I, I guess, yeah, a TV yeah. show on Hot Peppers and yeah, shit. Yeah, he said he watched Hot Ones on YouTube. Was, uh, <laughs> there you go. I thought that was pretty funny. But sure enough, we uh, Robbie hops on the table. He's going up against a fucking a sight, a sight for sure. Guy looks like a massive, massive man, bald as can be, not a hair on any part of his body. Yeah, the hot peppers burned them all off. No shit. <laughs> looks like a guy who makes a living eating hot peppers. <laughs> but it turns out they go through a whole fucking jaw, whole mason jaw, whole mason jaw, hot smashing those things. Robbie's sweating his ass off, sweating out that hair gel. Yeah, all that fucking yeah. hair grease yeah. is starting to didn't come out. Yeah, sweat. Yeah, didn't look the best. You still, you didn't look. Hey, let me tell you, if that hey. was me, yeah. you would look a lot better yeah. than I did. I yeah. would have been fucking red as a tomato. That's me on a great day. No shit, man. Can you imagine what that would do ever. to your stomach? <laughs> no shit. Think about your insides, man. You know what that does to your stomach? Eating that many peppers like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, like if you burp, if you burp too, imagine that. Oh, like how, how that must feel. And you can't vomit. <laughs> and that's, made, that's also the worst thing that you want to do, probably too. That's just true. worse. Oh, that's coming all up. Yeah, that's yeah, gotta be awful. It's gonna light your esophagus on oh. fire. They made sure to uh, they made sure to give him nice big glasses of milk, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, like, funny. They got the milk ready to go. <laughs> but uh, like I said, you know, uh, Robbie's Robbie's doing his thing. They're they're running through the mason jaws, and they get to the bottom of it, and he goes, "All right." Let's do the hottest pepper. Uno mas. Yeah, uno mas. One more. <laughs> the hottest one you got. El Diablo. <laughs> Pretty much the guy goes, El Dragon. <laughs> yeah, the El Dragon pepper. And fucking sure enough, Robbie, he fucking grabs that pepper. He does a little Miyagi-Do action. And swallows that motherfucker down. Buries it. The Mexican guy that he's going up against cannot believe his eyes. I don't think he ever in a million years thought he'd have to eat that thing. He tries to do it himself, and sure enough, he can't do it. Ends up spitting it out all over the place. Robbie gets the job done. Robbie's stock continues to rise. Unbelievable. I mean, my God. I hate to say it, like I said, but... Strong start to season five. I'm just going to say it. Already kicked ass with his dad in season one. Decided to stick around and help Miguel. Didn't act like the... Let's be honest. He he has a tendency to occasionally be a little over dramatic and stuff. Get worked up very easily. You know what I mean? He's, He's been screwed over every yes. turn of his life. You're not wrong. He absolutely has. 
But he seems like he's got a lot of he's got a lot of chi, a lot of chi this oh, season, yeah. a lot yeah, of balance. Chi. He found balance from uh, Daniel Larusso. Yep. We go to uh, a quick conversation, which I did not like. As much as I love Miguel, Miguel's my guy. He calls up his mom, and he basically he's very rude to his mom. Kind of says, Mom, you fucking told me dad's a fucking bad guy. He's a fucking Scarface killer. This guy's the man. He's fucking showing me dinner. He's got a cool house. He's got a nice woman and kid. They fucking bring me out to eat tonight or whatever. We're going out to the clubs. What the hell? Why'd you do this to me? Yeah, he's having the time of his life, but... I don't care how cool this guy seems, man. Uh, come on. Your mom's been nothing but awesome this whole show. And there's one... Collins had no bad scenes, in my opinion, in this show. Oh, you know no, what I she's mean? a saint. I mean, what the hell? We can't be calling out Common like that. And like I said, Miguel's my boy. I didn't like to see that at all. It did seem like he had a kind of a point, though. You know, yeah. he, the guy Hector seemed like an outstanding fellow. Maybe he's turning the page. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. maybe he was a bad guy before. Maybe yeah. he's turning the page. Maybe he's you know people clean exactly. up their act. Exactly. You know what I mean? But that's not that's if that's the case. You don't got to be fucking calling out Carmen. Like I said, she's a damn good ma. Every scene, a lot of people, like I said, in this show, everyone's got their fucking, their, their cycles. They go good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Common's been pretty damn solid for the most yeah. part. She got a little worked up when Miguel got almost paralyzed and died. Very, like, you know, yeah, reasonable. And at the very beginning, like in season one, the first couple times he gets beat up and stuff like that. Again, a little She's worked like, oh, up. my son. Yeah. But again, Miguel. reasonable, you know what I mean? Once she learns that he can handle his own and stuff like that, she's down to have him training. Obviously, Johnny helps him walk, so she's all about the karate thing now. But, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I don't like that. I'm a Miguel Stan. I love Miguel. One of my favorite characters in the show. Don't be mean to Common, because Common's awesome. I love Common. Um, but we go back to, was it, Cobra Kai from there, right? Yeah, we go back to Cobra Kai. Chosen is invited to dinner. He basically says to uh, Silva, that's how the tell, Silver invites Chosen to dinner, you know, gets rid of the, the senseis, and then he has a quick little session with Tori because she decides to stick around. Yeah. And what does Tori do? She fucking calls him out on the All Valley from season four and says, hey, I know you paid off the officials. And what does Silva do? Doesn't deny it. Yeah. Doesn't run from it. I did. Just goes right into it, which I think might have been a small move. Says, I'll do whatever it takes to win. Says, you won the fight regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah, he says, everybody knows it. Daniel LaRusso knows it. The All Valley knows it. Interesting and scene. I, think, I do think he has a point in a sense. Like She did win the fight regardless. but She did win the fight regardless. It would have been closer. Well, yeah, it would have been closer, but yeah. she would have won the fight regardless. And also, uh, he says, basically, you know, I know it seems like he almost has the feeling that she's on the rocks a little bit. So, yeah. like, now... He knows probably why she's late, why she hasn't brought her trophy. Now he knows that she knows that they cheated. All right. He kind of gets the predicament that he's in. Says, listen, I did what I did. I'll do whatever it takes to win. And if you come back, I promise you I will make you the future of this dojo. It's a pretty nice offer. Which I think is exactly what she thinks. Yeah. She sounds pretty good. The dojos are expanding. They're better. They're stronger than ever. They're going to make me the future. Yep. Sounds pretty good. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, where can Damn I sign? Right, yep. She was in that commercial that opened up the the the, uh, the season, the yeah. first episode. Yeah. They you know they had like a big promo for her. You know we're proud to have uh, the first woman's all valley champion, Tori. Uh, you know, so they're already starting to kind of put those pieces in. He's saying, "All right, we're going to double down even more. We're really going to back you." So 
like you said, tough decision for Nichols. You know what I mean? She's kind of got to be on the fence, I'd have to imagine. Yeah. Tough decision to make. Definitely. Um, so from there, we find out. We go back to Mexico. We are road tripping. Robbie and Johnny are back on the road. We have our van back. And we find out that Mr. Robbie pulled a fucking fast one. In the midst of his Miyagi-Do movements, he did a little sleight of hand, little Donnie Blaze action from fucking Billy Walsh this week. <laughs> Slipped the pepper down his sleeve, switched it out for a Mexican candy, and bing, bang, boom, won the fight without even eating the pepper. And Johnny's very impressed. Yeah. He's proud of his boys he's ever been yeah, in his exactly. life. exactly. You could tell. He was like, that's my boy. <laughs> that's like, badass. That's, like, that's badass. <laughs> Probably the first time that Robbie's ever had uh, the pride of his father before. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. At least firsthand. You know what I mean? Johnny made it seem like he was proud of him for the fucking tournament, but that was like after in a Home Depot and shit. This is right after the fact. Like, bing, bang, boom. Good job, kid. That was fucking awesome. I liked that scene, though. Got him the van yeah. back, you know? Yep. Got the van back, the whole thing. And then uh, what happens? But we get a little phone call, and we find out we have a tip from Common exactly where Miguel is headed. She just talked to him on the phone, even though he was an asshole. We were able to hear Hector in the background, and we find out we think we know exactly where he's going. She tells Johnny and Robbie. So now they are inbound. We go back to Miguel, and they are at basically the Shang-Chi fighting pit. They're in an underground Mexican fight club. Love and it. who is there but to make – we're going to – Two of these, ladies and gentlemen, for you guys watching. We're going to get two, at least to my knowledge, maybe more, but at least two MMA fucking cameos in this season. But here comes number one. Eric Anders makes his cameo. He's a fighter in the fucking fighting pits fighting for Miguel's dad. Vicente the Wolf. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Awesome nickname. Very funny, though. As soon as I saw him, right away, I was just like, I know that guy. Yeah. Me and most big MMA fans, we watch a lot of the MMA fights. Eric Anders, not one of the bigger fighters, but... As soon as I saw him, I was like, I know, like, I know I know that guy. And I think you were the one that pulled it up. Yeah. But right away, I was just like, yep, I knew it. I was like, you know, I love to see that shit, though. Like, yeah, I like the cameos. Yeah, I appreciate the cameos. Because you know those guys, like, they're not doing that because they're making any oh, sort of, no. like, substantial money from exactly. it. They, they are fans of the show, and exactly. they and they want to be involved in it. They're probably cool. the ones making the call, almost. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? and they're like, yo, exactly. Like, I love this show. If you got an extra role or anything like that, like, let me know. I'll be in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love to see that shit. That just kind of shows everybody loves this show. You know what I mean? Um, but we leave the fighting pit. We find uh, LaRusso's getting chosen, all dressed up, getting him ready for dinner in one of his suits. But LaRusso's nervous. You can tell he's sweating this out. Even though Chosen seems like he's got a nice foot in the door, Silva doesn't know what he's up to yet. Or we don't think. He, you know, Silva's always a step ahead, but he's a smart guy. But to this point, we don't think he's a step ahead. But LaRusso, still pretty nervous. Chosen, trying to, you know, kind of put him at ease and stuff like that. But I, what do you think? You think Silva's already on to him here or no? No, nah, I didn't get that vibe at all. You don't think so? You, you think that you, you think he's like, this nah, is I the think, best I think Terry's top. curious, but I think that Terry, uh, he's always looking for, for people coming at him at different angles. So I think yeah. he's always on the watch. Chosen established himself above the senses from the yeah. rest of the group. Definitely. Yeah, so he's, got, he's feeling him out. You invite him to dinner. You know, we're going to have a little bit more of an intimate one-on-one -on -one conversation and feel him out from there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, like I said, Silva's always, a lot of times, a smart guy. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, resources and people that he can call up and stuff like that. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't think he was on to him just yet. But 
we go back to the Fight Club, and we have Miguel and Hector. That you know, they're chilling out. They're watching the fights, and who shows up? But Johnny and Robbie, fresh off Commons Tip, they show up, and what are they wearing? But the shirts that Johnny bought in episode one. The FBI. The FBI female body instructor shirts, which look just like fucking FBI <laughs> shirts. At least from the front. So we got two gringos walking into an underground <laughs> fight club wearing FBI shirts. And what does the fucking security do right away? They they voice up the heck the hey, we got two fucking white guys walking in FBI shirts, dude. Something's fucking going on. So this is the first time that you see Hector really kind of crack in terms of his good guy uh, yep. character that he's playing. And yep. Seems starts, like the coolest dude in the club, and then all of a sudden, bang. Yeah, and he starts questioning Miguel, like, who did you come here with? Who are you on the phone with? Which uh, really starts going, where is this coming from? Like, yeah. this guy seemed like the nicest guy here, and it's clearly he's got something to hide now. So. Yeah, no kidding. That's a big sign. Yeah, like, what do you mean who was I on the phone with? I'm literally on the phone with my mom. And he passes it off so, like, like... Passive aggressively, like, oh yeah, that's what all the FBI agents say is that they're on the phone with that ma. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Ends up fucking asking for his phone, which yeah. like Miguel's like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, all right, bro, fine. Like, here's my phone. Was the dude do stuff going through his pictures? Obviously, you see Miguel's not an FBI agent. Which, if any one of his security agents had eyes, they would have continued to look at Johnny and Robbie as they walked by them and read the shirts and been like. Yo, my bad, dude. We just got two morons here. Yeah, you know? exactly. No shit. This is a generic 40-year-old dad shirt that you're wearing. Yeah, my, my fault. It's <laughs> they bought the shirts in Mexico, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> For real. They do look so real, though. It's so funny. And when you get to it, you know what I mean? They obviously look outside as, you know what I mean? They don't look like they belong here. But sure enough. Very true. He looks, at the, he looks through Miguel's phone, looks through some pictures, realizes, all right, obviously Miguel's not one of them. My bad, bro. My bad. But what do we do? We go and we uh, we go back to Johnny. Johnny's basically brought in, <laughs> brought in, not brought in, but Eric Anders comes over and basically says, "Hey, Hector, like you know, you're not getting to Hector without getting through me, basically." Yeah. So we have Johnny Lawrence <laughs> against Eric Anders, MMA professional fighter. <laughs> <laughs> which was an awesome scene. Hysterical fight. We have the Mexican commentator yeah. laying down awesome commentary. That was the best part of the whole scene, in my yeah. opinion. It was hilarious. <laughs> the Mexican commentator that was commentating all the fights just gets in on the action and is just commentating this fight between Johnny and Eric Anders. And yeah. It was just hilarious. <laughs> we have karate versus MMA. His kicks are fast as lightning. Yeah. <laughs> he's just saying everything in Spanish. It's just hilarious. It's just, yeah. he's, he's just so animated about Very everything. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Super animated. Loving his life, having a great time, and then uh, Johnny gets Johnny gets put in a little bit of a chokehold. Things aren't looking great. It looks like Anders might get the best of it. He tells Robbie to lay off, but Robbie says, "Nah, hang on. Let me throw you this red pepper that I've been saving in my pocket." Um, saves the day once, once again. Again, Robbie stock rise, and he has the pepper that he didn't eat salvaged in his back pocket from the sleight of hand trick. Tosses it to Johnny. Johnny squashes the pepper right in Eric Anders' eye. Starts Knocks burning. Out. <laughs> There's a little awesome roundhouse scene. kick to him right when his. Right when his eyes were bothering yeah. him from the Peppa. Knocks Eric Anders straight out. MMA fighter down. Johnny won. Commentator going bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. White lightning. <laughs> but awesome scene. Again, like you said, Robbie. Stock up, man. Guy just keeps yeah. doing the deed, hey, man. A good, good, strong start to the season, that's for sure. He just keeps doing it all. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. But uh, we go back to... Dinner. We go back to dinner. Yep. We have Silver and Chosen. 
Silver has invited him down to his special little room, basically showing off his fucking his samurai swords, which seems like, based on Cobra Kai, might be a little bit of foreshadowing. You know what I mean? We see things like this. Seems like we might get a little play in later, maybe. But who the knows? thing I like most about the scene too is Chosen really like plays it off good that he's still not a hundred percent bought into even working Absolutely. for Cobra Kai. Like yep. he's like he's baiting in Terry Silver so good. Like Absolutely. That, I, that was my favorite part of the scene is he's like, "What makes you think that I even want this job?" Like, yep. Chosen. Like you said, already think, uh, you know, Terry Silva thinks he's already got him worked. He thinks that everybody wants to work for Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? They just yeah. won the All Valley. All, yeah. the, all the senses want to work for Appreciate us. How he gives you some 50-year-old, uh, some 50-year-old Randy whiskey. Yeah, Randy, whiskey, whiskey, yeah. whiskey, whiskey, yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Other. <laughs> yeah, gives him some fire-ass whiskey. that's all it takes. But yeah, like you said, you know, Chosen trying to push the, trying to play the long con, trying to figure out exactly what he's up to. Because he knows that it's not just, it's not just the All Valley. It's not just the Valley. What are we trying to do? And Silva's like, not so fast. You know what I mean? Not until you're officially in. But sure enough, Chosen's like, all right, if that's the case, then I'm officially in. They have a little toast, drink that drink, and that basically wraps... Oh, no, not yet, actually. I'm sorry. But that basically wraps up that scene. They have a little toast, and uh, it seems like Chosen's officially in. You know what I mean? It seems yeah. like he passed the test. It seems like we're going to find out what Silva's up to, Maybe. But we know he's gonna, you know, we know he's gonna get a con going. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Chosen's inside. Let's find out. Seems like mission successful. Yeah, definitely. Seems like we got a man on the inside. Hence the mole title. Yeah. We're really, uh, we're fully blown in now. Um, second to last scene, we've now left the Fight Club uh, after Johnny kicked the crap out of Eric Anders, Hector, and decided, all right, FBI's here. I gotta get the hell out of here. These guys are killing the crap in my fight. Brings Miguel to some sort of like bodega. Little, yeah, little bodega bar. It yeah. looks like that he probably owns or something like that. No one in there. Basically, just fucking pouring them drinks. Says, all right, we're gonna lay low for a week or two. Miguel's like, what the fuck? A week or two? You got a family. You got a yeah. wife and kid. Yeah. Dude's like, yeah. This is when the cracks really start to show in Hector's personality and who he actually the is. Cracks. Pouring. He's been drinking all night. He's boozed up on tequila. He's he's getting all paranoid. FBI, yeah, he's yep. paranoid. And this is really when the cracks begin to show. Yep, absolutely. Basically, a little conversation, and Miguel's going to find out that his dad is exactly what his mom has always said. He's a bit of a scumbag. He talks about what happened in Ecuador with his mother. Success. Yeah. <laughs> Success <right>. happened. <laughs> that's right. His mom was stepping in the way of his business. He can't go back to Ecuador now, it turns yeah. out. And what does he say? But he regrets none of it. Yeah. That's the that's the profit yeah. of doing business. Yeah. Pulls out a gun meanwhile he's talking. Yeah, that's right. Just pulls so casually. So casually while yeah. he's talking to Miguel. He just pulls out a handgun. <laughs> lays it, and it was a nice one, too. It was like all chromed out. Yeah, they always have. Always, always, always. It wasn't just like a regular Glock 9 that, nah. uh, uh, that an officer has on him. It was a chromed out Glock. Got to show those diamonds, baby. That chrome, that gold. But like you said, the cracks fully. Those cracks bursted open. Miguel now knows, all right, my dad is. He's owning fucking fight clubs. He's. Accusing me right out of the gate, you know what I mean? This guy is every bit of the scumbag. He's ditching his wife and his kid now. This guy's a scumbag. And Miguel's like, all right, you know what? I'm not fucking laying all here. Like, I'm, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not fucking wanting. I'm out of here. Bales leaves his dad, calls his mom up, which I enjoyed very much. She deserved that damn call. Apologizes. He's crying. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were right. And who shows up at that moment? But his real damn dad, yeah. Johnny friggin' Lawrence. This guy right he's here. He's falling over like crazy. Who cares? 
But Johnny Lawrence shows up, and yeah. they have a nice, nice little, nice little moment. Yeah, it was a nice symbolic moment in this show because it was like, forget about your dad that doesn't give a shit about you. Like your real dad who just drove five hundred something miles to come get you in yep. Mexico didn't even know where you were. Yep. Just did it out of pure love for you, and he's not even related to you, but he views you as a son. That was like, and I think Miguel realized in that moment too, like, like this is my real dad. Like, I think so I, too. Even when he's on the phone with his mom, he he, that's when he sees Johnny, and he's like, "It's all right, mom. Like, I'm coming home," kind of thing. It's yeah. like he's overwhelmed to see like dad's here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it might not be my real dad, this yeah. is the, the most dad I've ever had. Yeah, this is the guy that actually cares about me, you know? Yep. So. Like you said, drove however many miles down to Mexico, fucking to go get him on a whim, had no idea where he was going. Yeah. I mean, that's someone that cares about you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Miguel, uh, that, like I said, that's the Miguel I know. You yeah, know that was I mean? a nice scene. I like that one. Definitely. And he looks over at Robbie, and he definitely a little bit of surprise in his eyes. You know what I mean? Definitely a little shocked to see that... Uh, that Robbie's there with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely, I don't think he was expecting that, for sure. No, no. Obviously, with the history that they've had. But hey, Robbie's trying to turn over a new leaf. He's trying to, uh, you know, amend the bridges that he burned in the past. So. Definitely. Miguel's a very reasonable kid, too, I'm sure. Like, as soon as he saw that, I bet that probably meant something to him, yeah. you know what I mean? For sure. Miguel's a good dude. Uh, like I said, one bad scene. Everyone in the show has their moments, you know what I mean? Uh, but we finish off the episode back at Cobra Kai. Tori walks in. She's brought her trophy. She puts it up on the wall. So it looks like she's, you know, officially in. She made a decision. She's back with Cobra Kai. <laughs> yep. And then she's quickly realizing that she's the only one here. She's like, hey, where's everybody else? Why is there no class going on? You know what I mean? There should be, what the fuck's going on? Silva says, no class today. Glad to see you here. I know I told you if, that if you were here, we'd make the season about you. Don't worry about it. I'm going to keep I know I you know we'd make the dojo about you, but no class today. Tori's like, all right, Word. smell you, yeah, all right, cool, no problem. I'll, I'll bail. Yeah, I'm a teenage girl. I'll go figure something else to do. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then who walks in? But all of our new senseis. We got chosen. We have all of our other senseis from the valley. And it turns out that chosen slipped up at dinner. He did indeed. When we were toasting to our new job. It seems that we said the wrong toast. He said, what "Was it career? I think or curry? Yeah, curry? Yeah. Curry? Yeah." Which and I guess, yeah, Okinawa expression. Yeah, an Okinawan expression, exactly. Yeah. And kanpai is the expression from Koyoto, is what Silva says. Yep. So basically, chosen used the wrong words, which shows that his entire character and that the role that he's playing is a lie. Terry Terry Silva does a little background investigation. Finds out that he's tight with LaRusso. And what the fuck? We got to make him pay. Turns all of his other senseis that he's trying to hire on Chosen. And what does Chosen do? He fucks them up. Says, yo, this is it, Silva. No expansion. You're done with the. You're done messing with the LaRussos. No more hiring senseis. You keep doing anything you're doing, you're going to mess with me. Yeah, that was a great scene. Him, The scene of him actually fighting the the six different senseis that were there was, was hilarious. Like, awesome. He just absolutely makes it look easy, fucks them all up, and does it with some swag. And that was a good that was a good scene of that, and a good way to end that episode. Definitely. Also makes it very obvious to why that they, these kids keep dominating the All-Valley. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we see who's training them and... This is what he's doing to the other kids, like, you know, the other kids' senses that we're fighting against. Yeah. These guys all stink. <laughs> Another big thing I took away from the end of this episode, too, um, 
is that Terry explains that he does have his own connections in Japan in Kyoto, and that's how oh, he yep. that's how he kind of realized that oh, yep. with the with the different. Uh, Celebration or different cheer, curry that that uh, chosen used, but yep. but it just goes to show he's got a lot of connections, and not only does he have connections, but he has connections in Japan. Um, so I think that might that might play into uh, be a, quite a factor later Definitely. on in the, down the road. As soon as chosen like recognized his like fighting style, it, it legitimized his connection to like you know like China and stuff like that. Yeah. So right away, and so he opened the door for him to be able to you know use those connections. We know that Terry Silva, that's his whole game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got the money. He's got the connections. That's what he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's he his strength. He's not creased. Exactly. That's his strength. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, great way to end, end the episode. Definitely. Just makes you want to hit the the play next button on the bottom right hand corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like we said, I, we weren't we weren't wrong. I predicted that we would binge through that entire season on that opening Friday night, and we sure did. But. Oh, yeah. Like you said, as soon as these first two episodes were done, there was no reason to even think about you know hitting that pause button. We were firing and we were going. Get a smoke, get a bag of chips, hit play. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But definitely a a good episode. I I'm glad that we uh, I'm glad that we wrapped up the Mexican storyline. You know what I mean? I didn't. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought we got a good time with it. I'm glad that we didn't draw it out like any longer. No, though, I totally agree. I mean? Two episodes is good. Yeah. Give me two episodes, and then let's move on. But yeah, let's get back to the uh, the valley and uh, start getting some of these uh, storylines progress a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Let's get let's get the kids back. You know what I mean? I want to see where Robbie and Miguel settle in with the rest of the crew now, especially with like Robbie seeing to be out with Cobra Kai. I want to see you know where they all fit in and stuff. But I like I said, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Mexico thing. I thought it was fun. Thought it was a good time. Yeah. Thought it was a little weird, like I said, the whole thing that him just thinking any Hector was his dad. But. Yeah. And then I'm working out, I guess. Second time's a, the charm. A desperate child does looking for his daddy. Yeah, no kidding. Just I think God's TV. Around. Only the second time was the good, you know what I mean? It could have been there for fucking days. Could have been like the 57th time. Like almost <laughs> But, you know, it was a cool thing. I, I think it was big for Miguel's character. I think that was the biggest thing. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of that question of where did I come from? Who is my dad? Did he want me? Who is he? What's he like? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I think this really, like we said, solidified the fact that not only did he look to Johnny as like a role model, as a sensei, but he really does look to him in a fatherly role. Yeah, for sure. And boy, are we going to kind of find out why in this third episode. <laughs> episode three, playing with fire. And boy, are we going to play with fire in this episode. We open up. Very, very, very funny scene. We're at a clubhouse. We're playing some golf. LaRusso and Chosen have just hustled LaRusso's cousin and Anoush. They just beat him for a whole bunch of money. Chosen's counting his dough, having a good time. Having a nice laugh at their expense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, LaRusso's cousin saying, I told you, Okinawa, they got fucking golf courses all over the place. It's you know basically I mean? one big golf course. Yeah, yeah. Chosen again shows you question my honor. I'm just playing. It's fine. <laughs> but again, just showing how, how well-rounded his character is now. You know what I mean? Showing that he's funny and tough all at the same time. Turns out Terry Silva's there at the same golf course. Of Scumbag. Course. Everybody in this show is always at the same place. They're always in the same place. But Terry's there. And all of them, not a bad little deal if you ask me, to be totally honest. Says, hey, listen, you just infiltrated my dojo. You tried to pass off as a sensei, get some inside information. I'm going to let all that shit go. Let's just 
Call it quits right now. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. I'm no done re- messing. No with repercussions. No nothing. Like, exactly. You stay out of my way. That's all you got to do. Yep. I won't bring any. No know, retaliation. No retaliation. Nothing, nothing to you. And, you know, all you got to do is stand down, basically. And what happens, but one of the best lines of the entire season, I would basically say, we find out Chosen, he goes, you're playing uh, – what is it? Cho- uh, Silva says you're playing with fire, Danny. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. Terry Silva goes, you're playing with fire, Danny boy. And I am gasoline. Yeah, Chosen just walks out of nowhere. Like, I don't even. I don't even think in that frame, Chosen's even in yeah, the frame. Right, he right, just right, comes right. out of nowhere and just goes, and I am gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he goes, yeah. boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. He goes, boom. It's a great, great scene. Super corny, but I just love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We always say, like, the corniest yeah. plays right into itself. Yeah. Like, he just pokes in, like you said, perfectly. I am, I am definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely a douche ass yeah. who's this Bond villain, which is so perfect because Terry Silva looks exactly yeah. like a James Bond yeah, villain. Perfect way to describe him. <laughs> 17 feet tall, slicked back hair, rich as shit, got to always dressed to the pot, you know what I mean? Perfect Bond villain. But um, we go to a, an interesting scene, which I thought, which right away, I'm not going to lie to the folks at home, I was all over right away. Yeah, he was. I was right over it all away. Miguel's back home now. Everyone's back. We're all back here and we're all in the valley. Miguel knows that he was mean to his mom, you know, and he made him nervous leaving on a whim, you know, like that. Makes him nervous. He's only a kid still. Yeah, he feels bad. Definitely. He makes a nice little breakfast. Whips up breakfast for mom. Looked like absolute shit, might I add. But, well, you know, besides the point, it was a nice, it was a nice gesture. <laughs> He's not a cook. He's a kid. He's going to learn. But he whips up breakfast for Ma, for Nana, and for Johnny. Johnny shows up a little bit late, but he walks in. They're all, you know, grateful that he, you know, made up some breakfast. You know, he's trying to, you know, make up. Common eats a bite or two. And she goes, run into the bathroom, throws up. Now... If the food's bad, I understand that. You know what I mean? He's a bad cook eventually, but it's going to take your stomach some time to digest that food yeah. and then realize, bad, I'm going to vomit. Right away, I was just like, yo, you vomiting. It's the morning, morning sickness. I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, I don't know, man. They didn't say it, but I'm like, I think something might be up. I don't think it's the food. Johnny makes a joke about it being the food, but I'm like, I'm not so sure. Yeah, no, you picked that up good. The first time I watched that, I did not pick that up. <laughs> right away. That, that could have been what it was. Right away. I, I was just, I was all over. I, I didn't believe in it. It's just because he literally just got his son back from Mexico. I'm like, nah. I'm like, no way. No way he's going to have another. Well, we don't know yet for sure, but we're going to find out momentarily. But Chosen and LaRusso, they're at Miyagi Doe. Uh, they're kind of going over basically like a strategy. What are we going to do next? You know what I mean? You just infiltrated the lair a little bit, but he caught on to you. What's our next move? Chosen brings up the great idea. This guy is all about connections and resources. Who is he going to contact next? Let's try to contact them first. Fucking Mike Barnes. Mike Barnes, Karate Kid 3. Who are we going to go to? Let's try to get to him first. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I was very excited to see Mike Bonds. We saw him in the trailer, so yeah. we knew he was coming. Yeah. But we didn't know in what capacity. Let's see if we can get to him first. But before we get there, before we get there, we go to the tattoo parlor and we get our first glimpse of all Valley champion, Hawk Baby. <laughs> Hawks of the Tattoo Parlor. He's getting that ink work done. All Valley champ. 
He's got his girl Moon back. He's getting the Reaper covered up. He's getting it redone again for a third time now. He's getting a beautiful tribal flower looking piece yeah. done. Very much of the Miyagi-Do calm chi sense that we have with New Hawk. <laughs> Loved seeing it. I was very excited to see my boy. I was kind of sad because I was like, dude, what the fuck? Episode 3, All-Valley Champion is the first time we've seen him. Yeah, it's true. When you mentioned that as well, that was a good point. I didn't realize he uh, he didn't really come up until this point right there. Almost no, literally almost no camera time at all. Aside from the opening scene, and not the opening scene, but in episode 1 when uh, they closed down the, the dojo. Yeah, yeah. But that was like, you know, in passing. It's not yeah. like he really had much to do. It was no. kind of just like, all right, we'll close, get out of here. But this was the first real time. I was, I was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, Hawk's my dog. He's my number one. That's the respect that all Valley Champ gets. I agree. What the fuck? Meanwhile, was fucking Sam Larusso's dumbass won't get off the screen. Oh yeah, all the time. But I actually really enjoyed the scene, not just because Hawk was on it. This was a good scene that set, like, kind of separate from the rest of the show. Sort of the show's always very like karate influenced and even like back character influenced. This was just like a fun character scene for oh, yeah. three teenage boys who were dealing with a very realistic problem. Oh, yeah, yeah boy, relatable for sure. Girl, yeah, yeah. And how are you going to handle it? Yeah, it takes you back to you being a dumb teenager uh, yes. with your girlfriends, you know? Yeah, talking to your boys. Like, oh, what do I say? Yeah, what, what do, do I, I say? say? Uh, shit. So <laughs> Hawk's not at the tattoo. Boys. Yeah, Hawk's not at the tattoo parlor alone. He's with Dimitri and Miguel. And Miguel is having some issues, you know, like we talked about. He had the bad conversation on the phone with Sam. So they're having a bit of a, a, a bickerment, you know what I mean? And Sam says, hey, we need to talk. Miguel, being kind of unaware of social cues, has no idea what that means. Dimitri and Hawk are like, yo, bad news, man. Yeah. That means we're going to be breaking Miguel's up. Miguel's actually excited about it. He's like, oh, she wants to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah right, 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 right. We do have a lot to talk about. Things then, are yeah. really bad. Hawk's like, what exactly did she say? Yeah, 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 very good. <laughs> And what ends up happening is Dimitri ends up taking the phone and texting for Miguel. Yeah. And then what happens on the other end, we see that Sam's with Yasmin and Moon. Yasmin yeah. takes the phone from Sam. So it's really just Yasmin and Dimitri. Dimitri. Dimitri and Yasmin are texting each other. Ooh, they're dating. <laughs> Great scene. Thought it was wicked funny. Yeah, like you said, funny. very reminiscent of just like growing up. And like I said, separate. It, it was a good scene because it was different from the rest of the show. Yeah. Kind of Just a good scene to... Be, like I said, teenage kids and realistic to how it is growing up and stuff like that. I enjoyed that scene a lot. Very funny. For sure. Even if it was with a 17-year-old yeah. getting a It's just a good lighthearted scene, too. You can't have karate and, like, tenseness, intensity, I mean, in 24-7 throughout yeah. the entire, like, series, you know. you got to have some funny scenes that, that kind of give you a little comic relief, so. Could I not possibly agree more. I also took away from this is that, like, Yasmin and Moon are just being, like, they're taking the phone, they're doing the texting, but that's just because, like, Sam sucks. Yeah. Yasmin and Moon are both such better characters than Sam. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. They're both in it, like, almost not at all. They have, like, these very small scenes here and there, and I love both of them. They I say a prayer out. each night that Sam Lewis will get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, you should tell people, uh, even your mom. Your mom doesn't yeah. even like yeah, Sam. Yeah, my Russo. mom watches the show and she brought it up the other day. She's like, Sam Russo sucks. Huh? <laughs> I was like, I started laughing so hard. It was the funniest thing. If that's not a sign, I mean, what the fuck? What is? You know what I mean? 
I mean, my God. But, hey, I'd rather see more. Give me more Yaz and Moon, you know what I mean? Let them start doing karate. Yaz would probably be a fucking, mm, no. She probably seems too high maintenance. But Moon she is would crack fierce. me up doing karate. That'd be some fun. Moon, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be a big Miyagi-Do student, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. She'd be like straight out of Shang-Chi. She'd be like bending the winds to her environment and stuff like that. <laughs> She'd be too. I bet you Moon would have some tricks up her sleeve. <laughs> I love them though. I, I enjoy both those characters. Um, so from there, we go to Johnny. I'm sorry, not Johnny. I keep saying Johnny. Daniel and Chosen. They are stalking out Matt Bonds' house. They end up following him to work. It, Bonds is driving a nice whip, yeah. nice suit. Playing the role of a Bond villain, he starts pulling out heavy duty. Uh, <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. Yeah, heavy duty Bonds saws. <laughs> That's right, yes. So we follow him to work. He ends up pulling out all these different fucking tools to fucking cut people up with. He's got a bunch of, like, henchmen, basically, watching, like, his, his entrance door. You know what I mean? Like, a little a couple bodyguards. Um, but LaRusso, Chosen, following from his house over to his office. And uh, Chosen, you know, I can make slight work of these guys yeah, real quick. Yeah. No problem. And LaRusso... Meanwhile, they're just guys that are just moving stuff. They're not even doing anything. Oh, that's yeah, like, no. He's like, he's like, oh. He's like, he's, I'll take care of these guys. <laughs> like you said, though, he is looking the Bond's villain. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And Chosen, we know. Chosen's always ready to go. Chosen's always on God. Especially when what he's been told by LaRusso. You know, he's dealing with these old techniques from back home. He's... Chosen's on God, baby. Yeah. MV Chosen. MV Chosen, baby. Um, but like you said, uh, Bonds is pulling out all these different fucking saws and shit. Chosen's like, this one's best for cutting up bones. This one's, <laughs> best, this one's best for cutting up fucking, I don't even know what the other one was. But it was something funny. I, every time Chosen's been on screen, basically this entire season, he's yeah. going to laugh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but Johnny decides, I keep calling him Johnny. Why the hell do I keep doing that? Oh my God. It's because I hate Russo. LaRusso decides, hey, I'm going to take the Miyagi approach, and I'm just going to kind of I'm gonna sneak my way in. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't yeah. need to wipe these guys yeah, he out. He mentions he's going to try to avoid the fight, if yep. anything. That's right. Avoid the fight. Miyagi-Do style. You know what I mean? So he he, uh, he tries to sneak in, and we're going to leave Chosen in the car. From there, we go to what I was talking about earlier. I was sniffing it out from the very, very beginning. Johnny and Calm might be pregnant. Calm tells Johnny... That she is late. She's a couple weeks late. They go to the pharmacy. They're looking for a pregnancy test. Very funny scene. Johnny base. Uh, Johnny goes. Is that is that the premium version? I'll get what you get you whatever you want. Yeah. They still pee on a stick. Is that is that still how we do yeah. things? The premium version of a pee stick, like it's a fucking cell phone or something. <laughs> Very funny. But uh, he ends up going up. They, you know, they pay for the the pregnancy test or whatever. He says he wants a refund for his condoms because apparently they use protection. I don't, he's using like lion condoms yeah, or something. The, like the brand was uh, Tiger Glove. <laughs> Tiger Glove condoms. Tiger Glove condoms. Greatness. The uh, what does the pharmacist say? She goes, "You didn't buy those." Yeah, yeah, she's she's like, like, I still want a refund. He's like, "No chance you bought this at an actual pharmacy." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, good point." Well, I still want my money back. Yeah. Um, Johnny tries to step up a little bit, though. He tries to he tries to tell Calm, "Hey, listen, I know that in the past I messed up being a dad. You know what I mean? I wasn't there when Robbie was being born. I want to be here for you for when you're having this baby. Nice little sentiment. However, as soon as he gets the words out of his mouth, he literally looks over and he sees 
a dad in hell. <laughs> yeah, his little baby crying. His dad, yeah, dad in the pharmacy with his baby just yeah. fucking screaming. The dad looks like he hasn't yeah. slept in weeks. Yeah, in absolute hell. Yeah, literally, literally looks like he's in hell. God bless. And Johnny's like, oh fuck. <laughs> and Com's just like, yeah. you know what, dude? Maybe you're not ready yet. I appreciate what you just said, but based on your reaction to this guy. I think you might need some growing up. Yeah, I think he uh, Johnny says himself. He's like, I think I need to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Commons are basically leaving him. Com Com says, you know, figure out your shit and takes off. She's gonna go take the pregnancy test for herself. Then we go to uh, we go to two scenes, which I labeled them in my notes: the Stranger Things scenes. Two scenes back to back that I thought were, I don't know, kind of they were fine. I didn't mind them, but I just thought. Right away, I just thought of Stranger Things instantly just because they both reminded me instantaneously of Stranger Things. The boys, we have Miguel, uh, Dimitri, and Hawk. Dimitri suggests, like Lucas does in Stranger Things, hey, let's go yeah. buy your girl a nice piece of jewelry. Yeah. Just like he does for Mike. Yeah, he, says that, he says that Yasmin's necklace, I mean, her bracelet's so heavy, she can't even, she can't even lift yes. her arm anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Lucas says something very similar like, he, in Stranger he, Things. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, he basically mentions the fact that like him and Max have broken up like seven different times. You know what I mean? He yeah. just keeps buying different things. So like, all right, this whole thing's kind of weird. But then again, he ends up like looking at a piece of jewelry that's like kind of expensive and stuff like that. Again, exactly what Mike does in Stranger Things. But it's a it's an uh, an yeah. octopus, yeah. An, like an octopus. Jesus Christ, an octopus. <laughs> a callback to the early seasons when him and Sam went on their first days. He's an octopus necklace, and uh, it's pretty expensive. Left up for the audience to decide if he buys it or not. And meanwhile, the girls, Sam, Moon, and Yasmin, go to the spa and basically go into what a deprivation takes. Exactly what Eleven spends the vast majority of Stranger Things in. Which, I'm not surprised at all that this is what Moon's into because this, ex- this seems exactly like the place that Moon likes to hang out at. <laughs> this place seems like the place that she'd be at all the time. Spa, retreatment, all about fucking she and shit like that. But basically, she convinces Sam to hop into one. She's like, you'll find yourself. A scene that I hated. Sam basically goes and, like, fights herself. It was terrible. Uh, it was terrible. The part I did enjoy was when Moon busts her out of it, though. That part I thought was hysterical. Moon busts her out of her deprivation tank. Sam's, like, fighting herself. She's freaking it's out. like, I had the most amazing vision. <laughs> I was a water drop. I was a water droplet. Yeah. Oh, something like uh, that. A droplet of dew. I was a droplet <laughs> of dew on a tree. Yeah. <laughs> The moonlight. <laughs> I love, yeah, the moonlight, the moonlight. Oh, man, I love moon. Just so peaceful all the time. Never a bad moment with her. Always yeah. feeling good. Yeah. But, she doesn't have too many lines, but they're always pretty funny. Like, yeah. Hey, let me tell you, man. Without moon, I don't think my boy wins the All-Valley in season four. Yeah, you know true. what I mean? She came in, and she told him exactly what he needed to hear and exactly the moment he needed to hear it. And that's what turned the whole tournament on. True. Head, boy. You know what it's I true. mean? My boy doesn't knock your boy down without moon. Yeah, Robbie let him win. Sorry, yeah, 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 Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was turning a new leaf. He's trying to be a good guy, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, from there, we go to a, uh, like I said, the, the Stranger Things scenes, they were fine. I just thought they were very reminiscent, almost seemed like almost copy-esque of Netflix's success with Stranger Things, but they reminded me heavily of that. Yeah, no, especially the the... Sensory deprivation tanks, and then the scene that Sam has when, when she's on the water. Yeah, no, it was really a copy of yeah. that. Strange. The, the, where, well, you said the yeah. uh, the black. The, yeah, there was a great call out because I didn't really think about it until you said it, and then I was like, yeah, this is literally the exact oh, same thing. Like, the and they wasted it on Larusso. Yeah, I know. Oh. Terrible. 
you're gonna do that at least have hawk do something cool <laughs> um but from there we go to a, a, a scene that i found very funny because again i don't want to claim out that i called things but i saw it coming right away very textbook seen it in a bunch of movies a thousand times we have matt bonds on his phone larusso's listening in and everything that he sound, everything that he says sounds super, super suspect. Like he's already joined Cobra Kai, and Larusso's like, "What the fuck?" Ready to attack. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? We're gonna cut their legs in half. He's saying. <laughs> <on> the <phone. laughs> yeah, these kids aren't gonna know what hit them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way." I was like, "I know it." I was like, "This, this is all seems too clean." You know what I mean? And sure enough, it was. LaRusso ends up attacking him, and he ends up being in the middle of an innocent business meeting. He ends up salvaging it, but he has to give like 40% of his commission away. He's like, LaRusso, what the fuck are you doing here? You know what I mean? And it turns out that Matt Bonds, he's done with karate. His karate days are over. He hasn't heard from Terry Silva. He seems like a changed man. Yeah, he sure does. He he owns a furniture store now. LaRusso can't believe it. But it's finally probably nice to get to somebody first, you know what I mean, before Silva, you know what I mean? Finally, we don't have to worry about another fucking Cobra Kai enemy from back in the day, you know what I mean? Yeah, that one line that cracked me up was Daniel was like, you work at a furniture store? And he's like, Daniel, I own the furniture yeah. store. <laughs> look at me, look at this. Yeah. I look like a guy who sells furniture on the floor, you yeah. know what I mean? Come on, man, this is my furniture store. Yeah. I did like that it was, uh, he said it, it, it was actually his wife's. So that yeah. made me kind of yeah, laugh. Yeah. He didn't marry into it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly, very true. It wasn't his own buildup, yeah. which is kind of Matt Bonds. Yeah. He kind of inherits what he gets, you know what I mean? But still, pretty funny scene. Um, yeah, oh, he seems like a really nice guy, though. Honestly, he seems like he, he he's turned oh, himself bonds. around. Oh yeah, 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 no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Seems like he's totally uh, like I said, karate's out of his life. The whole, I mean, in Karate Kid Three, not only is he just in karate, he's a fucking scumbag. Like he is an absolute asshole in Karate yeah. Kid Three. Yeah. I mean, in this, uh, he literally, he trashes uh, Mr. Miyagi's tree store, little Mr. Uh, Mr. Miyagi's little trees, he trashes that. He freaking, I think he punches uh, LaRusso's girlfriend at the time and stuff like that. It, scumbag move. But like you said, definitely cleaned up his act. Seems nice and nice and clean. Not even mad at LaRusso for ruining his phone call, you know what I mean? Yeah. But from there, we go to what is hands down, by far and away, my favorite scene of the three... Of the three episodes that we're talking about today. Johnny is at home. He's at his apartment. He's by himself. He just heard what Calm said. Hey, listen, you got to figure your shit out. We might be pregnant. And what does he do? He busts out the laptop. And he basically looks up a YouTube video on like what to do in becoming a new dad. And we have a hysterical montage. Yeah. So fucking funny. He, what, he, first he learns to swaddle. He learns how to swaddle a baby. And he uses what the six pack of beer, yeah, six pack of course, <laughs> course bottles, swaddling a six pack, yeah. breaks one within ten <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah, accidentally breaks one of the beers. Then we have to find out. We have to get uh, all good food. Empties out his entire fridge because obviously he's eating like fucking bologna from seven months ago. That's yeah. been raw for you know however many months. At this point. Chinese leftovers. Throws all his empties in his entire fridge. Then finds out we have to get rid of all the mold and bugs. So he starts pesticiding and painting in his entire fucking house. Just an hysterical montage. And you can tell, like, he's just doing all this just back to back to back to back. He's sweating like crazy. He just keeps pausing the laptop video. Might I add, 
He hasn't even got the results yet that, that he's that he's that whether he's having a child or not. He's doing all this before he even gets any of those results. He's just doing all this shit, going nuts. Like like hasn't even got the results yet. Very but. true. Yep, that's true. Common hasn't even you know hasn't even done the test yet. We have no idea. Hasn't seen a doctor. Nothing. Just heard what she said. Saw his reaction and says, hey, I'm not going to do what I did over again. You know what I mean? He's ready to go. He's diving on in. Using the internet just like he does. <laughs> Only like him. But like I said, I laughed my ass off yeah. the entire – it was a yeah. quick – it was, it was a montage, team. maybe 45, 60 seconds. Yeah. I laughed my ass off <laughs> yeah, the whole time. I thought it was so funny. Just the way, like I said, he keeps pausing the YouTube video. It's only like, I think the YouTube video is like seven and a half minutes long. Yeah. And it takes him like a whole day just going like part to part to part through the whole thing. (laughs) It was hysterical. I loved it. Um, But we go back to the furniture store. And basically, LaRusso now, him and Bonds, they've, you know, they've made peace. They realize, you know, Bonds got nothing to do with Silva. He hasn't been called. None of that. We're done with karate. And Lurusso's explaining the situation that they're kind of in. You know, Cobra Kai's been taking over. Terry Silva's harassing his life. I would love if you could give me anything, any tidbit of information, anything that could help maybe bring this guy down. And uh, he lets it, Matt Bonds let slip that he was actually contractually obligated to harass Daniel Larusso in Karate Kid 3. He was literally contractually, he signed a contract that made him obligated to harass Daniel LaRusso, a teenager, in Karate Kid. A lawyer lawyer wrote up this document. Insane. What a crazy fucking concept. Because when you think, like, that's like against the law and you have it. Why would you want to? I respect it. I respect it. That's some psycho shit. No shit. That shows how how unhinged both Bonds was and Silva is. You know what I mean? Because that's that is absolutely crazy, but that's music to Larusso's ears. You know what I mean? Larusso's like that's that's perfect. That's exactly what I need. Yeah. Do you have that contract? Because if I can show that contract, that proves that this guy is literally hiring people to harass teenagers. Yeah. I mean, what better way to bring them down? You know what I mean? Bonds basically kind of says like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll see if I can pull up the attorney's number because I don't have the contract anymore. It's been fucking twenty five years. Very reasonable. And then uh, they kind of stop messing around, having some playful banter. They stop play fighting, you know what I mean? Messing around, throwing some jabs and stuff. And what happens? Chosen is slipped in the back door. He has no idea they're play fighting. And he throws a mean chest kick. <laughs> right, at, right at Mike Barnes. <laughs> to Matt Barnes. And puts him through like a bed, I think. <laughs> Just shatters a bed on his floor. And they just start going at it. Yep. We have a nice little fight scene. Bonds yeah. versus Chosen. Very interesting. Yeah. Two very fierce styles, that's yeah. for sure. You know what I mean? Two no mercy, very aggressive yeah. fucking styles. That was quick, too. You get Mike Barnes in the episode, and right away, he's already fighting again. Yeah. He said he was done with karate, but uh, he still moved pretty good. Yeah, he still got the moves. If you can hang with Chosen, boy, uh, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, exactly. In a suit, too, yeah, no less. True. You know what I mean? you got to be tight moving. you got moving legs in a suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tight, tight, it's tight restrictions. But uh, holds his own. LaRusso catches an accidental punch to the face. I thought it was pretty funny. I love seeing LaRusso get punched in the face. Uh, he ends up breaking up the fight, though. He explains, Chosen, hey, we're all on the same side here. He hasn't been contacted. Yeah, big we're misunderstanding. All, yep, big misunderstanding. Uh, but ends pretty in a, in a pretty funny fashion because not we don't just end, we don't just leave the scene there. You know what I mean? Chosen's sitting down on a couch now, and he's just like, hey, this, this couch is pretty comfortable. 
And compared to the couch that I've been sleeping in at LaRusso's house, this is this is pretty nice. Like, yeah. what you charging for this thing? Sure enough, Bonds gives him a price, and we see Chosen, ching, ching, bing, bing, buys the couch. And the same, uh, we find out the movers that he beat up, he ends up saying, we might need an ambulance for those movers. So the same movers that end up moving his couch into his car. <laughs> Chosen ended up throwing a whipped ass down to the four movers, came inside, and then ends up having to move his couch for him. Bought a couch and had to move it for him. Yeah. And then it's giving him shit, too. Like, hey, yeah. be careful with that. Yeah. expensive couch. Yeah. <laughs> Great episode for Chosen, though. Couch very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Very, 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 very funny, though. I, I thought that whole shit was very, very funny. And uh, like I said, you know, we have Bond. We left off. You know, Bond's going to try to get that contact information for the attorney to try to get LaRusso. So, you know, hopefully we can get that uh, that contract, a copy, something like that. We can maybe take down Seoul. Um, from there, we go to friggin' Miyagi-Do. And my boy Miguel. Boy, oh boy. Poor guy. He's going to get his heart stomped all over. Yeah, this is the best thing that could ever happen. Maybe. You might be right. He's there with Sam. They're having their talk, like we mentioned earlier. Sam said we need to have a talk. Here we are. We're at Miyagi-Do. Miguel apologizes for how he was in Mexico, even though he was totally in the right, and Sam was totally in the wrong, and totally making everything about her. Still, still apologizes. And what happens? She dumps his ass. She fucking dumps his ass. Unbelievable. Cold-blooded. Says the typical girl thing, too. I gotta find myself. I don't know anything Once again, makes it all about herself. Uh, Once again. Always about her. No, hey, how was the trip to Mexico? Did you find your father? None of that. Like, like, uh, I don't feel loved. I need to find myself. Not one question. Ugh. How are things with you and the Johnny? Worst. Hey, how about the this? Worst how about character how are things with you show. and Robbie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Robbie went down there. She dated both of them. How are things with you and Robbie? You guys have fought in a bunch of times. Ugh. Not one question. Just dumps his ass. And we find out that even though it was expensive as hell, he went the extra mile, bought her the octopus oh. necklace. Wow. Of course he did. And he fucking just drops it in the dirt as he walks out of Miyagi Do, leaves it in the dirt. And you just get the sense that we're gonna see that necklace again soon. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely foreshadowing. Definitely future event. Pulls it out of the box. He has the whole pocket in his. Yeah. He's got I mean, the whole box in his pocket. Yeah. Pulls the whole thing. But I add, he's out. he's weeping while he's doing this. It's a tough first few episodes for Miguel. I'm it not gonna was. lie, he looked pretty soft these first three. A lot three of episodes. tears from Miguel. Yeah. yeah, a lot of tears, a lot of crying, a lot of tears. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, so it goes. it's no, you know, tough. Loses his girl. Yeah, Meets him, loses his dad. Everyone has a bad day from time to time, so give him, give him a pass. I gotta be honest, still not as tough as the the road that the hairs had to go through. It's been it's been a tough couple episodes, but the roads the, the hairs still had it tougher. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, no shit. But I, I hated to see that. You know what I mean? I hate Larusso. Miguel's my dog. He went out of his way. Like I said, he apologized even though he wasn't in the wrong. He buys the expensive necklace. Went all he out. does. He checks all the boxes. The things you do for pussy. You know. And still, Larusso's daughter just can't fucking nope. Nah, she don't appreciate it. Like I said, it's the best thing that could happen for Miguel. I hope. Yeah, you know, you might be right. You might be right. We gotta see. We gotta see where Tori's heart lies. Because at the end of the day, that's 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 the heart that we're trying to win. It's Tori's heart. Yeah. That's the winner. Yeah. Who who's gonna get Tori? Hell, I'm trying to win Tori's heart. Goddamn. <laughs> Paying list. It's my girl. She's taking her and Hawk in real life, baby. Don't forget it. 
Hawk got the deal, got to seal the deal in real life. You know what I mean? Um, but from there, we go to a great, great, great scene. I loved it. It was just not, not how we ended the episode, but pretty much how we ended the episode. We're back at Johnny's apartment. Common shows up. And she sees that he has fixed his entire apartment in one day. Yeah, the place is looking mint. Done it all. Well, he says something great. He goes, try to uh, try to stick your finger in a socket. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it almost kind of looks like he doesn't live in a complete shithole anymore. Yeah, yeah. He takes all the uh, all the bikini pictures off the walls. No girls in bikinis anymore. The whole place is basically new furniture, fucking new, clean, yep. clean, sprayed down. He said he's got fifteen gallons of milk in the fridge. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He goes, "You thirsty?" He goes, the, <laughs> "Which you know." He says, "The the fridge." He goes, "The fridge is filled with milk." You know, knowing Johnny, that's legitimate. Yeah. Like the fridge has literally got fifteen gallons of fucking milk in it. <laughs> Baby's nine months away. He's got the, the milk already. There. Yeah, there no go. shit. That's all going to be bad in like three weeks, but we're ready to go. <laughs> but Common's impressed. You know what I mean? She's back. So she's got to have a reason for being back. She said, you know, clean up your stuff. She left for the test. She's back. She sees this guy's apartment. It's all new. And what happens? She tells Johnny, we're pregnant. She already took the test. Yeah, and Johnny, awesome reaction. I loved it. Perfect, jo- like the most perfect Cobra Kai Johnny written answer of all time. Badass. Yeah, loves it. Loves it. Yeah, awesome. I loved it. Embracing the fact that he's going to be a father now compared to what he did in the first time. Now he's not just ready for it. He's embracing it. He's yeah. ready to fucking go. Oh, yeah. He's definitely worked on his fathering skills between Miguel and all of his other students. You know what I mean? He's. He's growing up. Robbie's going to be like, what the hell, man? I, I finally get my dad to show me some attention. Now he's going to have another kid. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know yet, but. Yeah. We'll see, though. You know, I, I don't want to fucking defend Robbie, but like I said, he's having a good couple of episodes. Uh, he seems like he's turning over a new leaf. Like I said, he seems like he's found his chi. Seems very understanding yeah, we'll see guy. see how he reacts, you know. We'll see how he reacts. But like I said, I love Johnny's reaction. I thought. Because just, you know, like even though the word, it's just a simple word, but badass means a lot in this show. You know yeah. what I mean? They use it all the time. Yeah, it's all about it's all about what Johnny's Cobra Kai was was yeah. being badass. Yeah. Now Cobra Kai has fallen a lot since where yeah, we started it's the like show. Evil, it is. Yeah, but you know, back in the beginning, that's what the whole thing was about. You know what I mean? It was about being badass. So I really liked that. I liked that a lot. And then we end the episode exactly where we started it. We go full circle. We're back at the country club. Daniel LaRusso is getting his little spa on. He's in the heat room. He's in the Who sauna. shows up? Getting his sweat on. Yeah, getting Steam his sweat room. on. I was like, where the hell are we going with this? What the fuck are we doing here? You know what I mean? Who shows up again? Just like at the beginning. Terry fucking Silva. Yeah, the way he introduces him is you hear, you hear LaRusso's own voice playing on a recording, and it's the recording that he left to the lawyer trying to get the, uh, the information yep. about the contract he signed with Mike Barnes. Yep. So LaRusso took the information, tried to get the guy's name, Terry Silva being five steps ahead, plays the fucking voicemail for him, and he says, dude, I gave you an in right at the beginning of this episode. I said, hey, we can call it quits. You know what I mean? No retaliation, no nothing. Now you're going to go do this? Now you're asking for fucking war. I told you that you were playing with fire, which is what he said at the beginning. The episode is called Playing With Fire. And now I'm going to deal with Bonds first, but you're coming next. And what do we find out? 
Matt Bonds' furniture store is literally on fuego. Completely engulfed in flames, burning to the ground. And he's rattled. He's like, eyes are weeping, like are, are weeping up, and he's he's about to fucking lose his mind at his at his business. Awesome way to come full circle, though. Yeah. No, I mean just uh, between the episode name where we started the episode with that opening scene at the golf course, Terry Silva literally saying you're playing with fire. The episode being playing with fire, yeah. And then it's the come and end it here at the golf course yeah, again. Same place. I mean. Awesome. Using the same lines, you're playing with fire, and then you flip real quick to Mike Barnes's business, literally on fire. Awesome writing, man. And just to think, like, so we saw in the trailer that Matt Barnes was going to be back in this season, but obviously, seeing uh, from Karate Kid three, he's obviously like you know the bad guy. So we just assume that that's what they do in the show is they you know they call in their friends. So I assume Matt Barnes is going to come in and be a bad guy. So as soon as they got there, and it turned out, hey, he's turned over a new leaf. He's a good guy now. I was stunned. I was like, oh my god, is it Matt or Mike? Is it? Oh, it is Mike. I thought Mike, it was Mike. Right, Mike Bonds. I've been calling him Matt Bonds the whole movie. Yeah. Matt Bonds, the basketball player. I got you guys. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I had it. No, right. that's my bad. I've been calling him Matt Bonds. I was thinking of the basketball player the whole episode. I've been saying that the whole time. My bad. Mike Bonds. But yeah, like I said, you know, Mike Bonds, you know, evil the whole time. It seems like, you know, he's going to be like on the good side of things. Then it turns out Terry Silva's going to burn him down after, yeah. you know. I just, I love the whole thing. Yeah. From Karate Kid 3 even to here, it yeah. seems like we've done full circle. The episode did full circle. I thought it was great writing. Yeah, they're tying it in from the movies to the show, bringing it all full circle. Even just in the episode itself, it was it was nice. So I couldn't Well put together. Well. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we keep saying is that these guys, that's what they do the best. That's why this show is so awesome because the writing is just so good, man. Yeah. It's so fucking clean. But I loved, uh, I loved these first three episodes. As soon as it ended, I couldn't wait for more. Yeah. But I thought it was a great way to get the season. Yeah, solid start to the season, in my opinion. And yeah. like you said, just makes you want to smash that next next episode button and just keep watching, which is exactly what we did. Yeah. We literally couldn't put it down. Start episode one. You guys watch the whole thing in one night? It literally in one sitting. On a Friday night? Yeah. 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 One sitting. One sitting, like five or six hours. Looked at my clock at the end of my phone at the other day. I was like, huh? <laughs> just banged right through. But I mean, awesome, awesome episodes. Definitely want to see some more from other characters because these first three episodes were very centralized to a couple people. Yeah, like you said, Hawk wasn't involved a ton until episode three. That's when we first saw him. Yeah, uh, him, Dimitri. Scene in the first episode, but yeah, exactly. You want to see more from them. Um, I want to see less from Sam LaRusso. That goes without saying. Yeah. Uh, Great. <laughs> uh, I do want to see more Robbie, honestly. Robbie was in a decent amount of scenes, but I yeah. feel like it's like scenes on his own or like impactful scenes in terms of him. There wasn't a ton in these first three episodes. Um, there was a few. We, we, but, we definitely saw him turning a page. But yeah, I mean, I'm the yeah, first yeah. one to admit it. I hate oh, yeah. Robbie. He's not my guy, but I can definitely say yeah. that through these first three episodes. Yeah, no, that's true. You did get it. You did have quite a few scenes that definitely were turning a page. You know what I mean? Impactful to his character. So yeah. But yeah, no, absolutely. His stock's rising big time in these first three episodes. Chosen stock. I mean, if yeah. you could buy chosen stock, you would have gotten it for pennies on the yeah. dollar. Chosen and now, like, like MVP is so far. Yeah. Already through three episodes. Yeah. Like I said, mean, every single scene that he's in, he makes me laugh. He's yep. hilarious. So if he's not making you laugh, he's literally kicking ass. Yeah. He's doing one of the two things every single time. Like I said at the beginning of this uh, podcast, uh, the thing I liked most about this season, I just thought it was hilarious. It was extremely funny, and the first three episodes definitely delivered on that, and it just gets better throughout. So. Definitely, just good to be back. You know what I mean? And it's so fast. I mean, these shows are taking years sometimes. You know what I mean? This show, nine months later, we have a new season, and it was an awesome season. You know what I mean? But that's going to pretty much do it for uh, these three episodes, yeah. yeah? 
Hopefully, we will be back soon. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to get through you guys the second part of this. Uh, I mean, as soon as possible, we're going to try to figure out the day as far as scheduling goes. Um, but, you know, like I said, expect you know excited to talk to you guys more about the rest of the season. Great way to start yeah. it off. What's the game plan? So, we're going to do, what, four, five, six, and seven in we're the next do, podcast? Yep, four, five, six, seven. And then the last three fit perfectly. We'll wrap that up. I think nice. it should fit out perfectly like yeah, that. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like I we, said, be on the lookout for that. We just love Cobra Kai, so we want to have uh, some special episodes dedicated towards it. Yeah. We can sit here and talk about it for hours. So. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. I've, I, like I said, I've talked to a bunch of people. Seth started watching it. My sister started watching it. Uh, my friend Vicky started watching it. People are buying into the show, yeah. and I love to hear it because the show is awesome. Man. Yeah, my brother watches it, too. He uh, he just finished season five as well. Oh, so. it's awesome, yeah. The more people, the better, man. The show is awesome. Just, you know what I mean? Like, buy into it because there's... It's it, it just a feel-good show. There's no... It's just fun. It's just a good fucking time. That's yeah. all it is. Every single episode. Yeah. It's one of those shows, I feel like, too, you, where you can honestly, like, on any given day, you can just toss on any episode from any season, yep. and, and you're pretty much going to be entertained. You're going to have some laughs. It's going to be entertaining to watch. So yep. it's tough to find those shows. Definitely. I totally agree. Uh, but we will be back soon to talk to you guys about the rest of this season. Like I said, we'll be back for 4, 5, and 6. Thank you guys for tuning on in. I hope you guys all enjoyed this first part. Uh, please share it. Share it around to all your friends. If they're Cobra Kai fans, definitely tell them about it. You know what I mean? Um, like, subscribe, review, leave a comment. All that stuff helps the show. The more eyeballs, the better. Uh, couldn't have done it today without Mr. Rogers, Sensei Rogers on the ones and twos. On the ones and twos, baby. Thanks for having me, boys. I'll be back on next time. Great job. Appreciate Thank you, Sensei. You, like you said earlier, you know what I mean? Playing both sides of the table. Sensei Los making his debut on this side Kinda of good. the table. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed listening to me. Hell of a time. Thanks for coming, boys. Hopefully Appreciate you don't mind it. staring at my ugly mug for, uh, for an hour and a half. <laughs> Great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you guys next time. Yeah, smash that share button, that subscribe button. We appreciate the views, but we appreciate the help as well. So That's right. And don't forget, strike hard. Strike first, no mercy. None. <laughs>